Can I talk about real quick how thrilled I am that Discord actually works very well compared to Hangouts? Well, let's not let's not jump the ship. N- not jinx it, maybe. But let's not count yeah, chickens true. before they're they're hatched. I like this three way thing that we me, got going on the screen there. Me though. too. Me too. I like it better too. It's good. Imagine doing it with like twenty people. Oh, that's right. Hangouts have like pop up. Yeah, it does yeah. like tiny little windows. Yeah, you can probably change it on here, but whatever. Anyway, um, getting right into this. Uh, this is not a. This is already not a typical with punish episode because it's just going to be random games we're playing, and as opposed to talking about one game for an episode, um, we just aren't all playing the same things. But this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick. Wait, wait. do your what? best Whiff Punish intro in your best impression of the Mortal Kombat announcer voice. No. <laughs> Come on. I don't, there isn't a Mortal Kombat. I don't even know what the Mortal Kombat announcer sounds like. Whiff Punish. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like. Now you got okay, to well, Now you got to give the intro. I'm not doing the whole thing. That's it. That's what you get. That's what you, you got. You, you can't spring stuff on me. Welcome to the Whiff Punish Games cast. <laughs> There you did it. Yeah, I did it. I uh, did it for that's, you. That's AJ, and um, it's been a it's been a long time, but Josh is back with us. I was uh fairly certain we were gonna go this whole episode without talking about Mortal Kombat. There it is. It's done. Because we have a whole lot of other games to talk about. Um, but I don't know where to start. I think we're gonna go in like a roundtable thing. Uh, who who would like to start? I would just like to say that Resogun is still the best game on the PlayStation 4. I saw you were playing Resogun. Yes. It's a, it's timeless. You, it's a timeless classic. You don't know what to do with yourself, apparently. I, I've been That's been on my list of things to go back and play again for a while now, and I'm very glad I did. Yeah, I've, it's good. I've played it's, a good bit It's better that, like, than good. It is excellent. Pretty recently. It's good. Excellent. That game is excellent, <laughs> and it makes me very sad about the whole arcade is dead thing. Whatever. Oh, remember they're making a battle royale house mark. <laughs> this is who we're talking about. That and some other unannounced AAA game that quote unquote AAA. I, I don't I don't ever get when they people like developers come out and say we're making a AAA game. I don't either. Like what does what does that even I could, mean? I can tell you what it means. It means open world action <laughs> adventure. Fill out a character tree. RPG mechanics. Yeah. 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 Oh, so Call of Duty is not AAA then. <laughs> Every video game, Call of Duty, you're it's not open world, but you're doing everything else, kind of. <laughs> there's not a there's not a tree. Uh, what about progress on multiplayer? Also, that's not I a don't tree. Think, when I think tree, I think like sprouts. No, that's not a right word. I don't Branches. think the I don't think the conversation applies to Call of Duty. You said, "What does a developer mean when they're making a triple A game?" That yeah. was my answer to that question. Call of Duty's triple yeah. A game. They're a triple A franchise they make their it's version little, of it's games. known i guess yeah. yeah i just don't think it's as simple as blanketing one type of game as triple a that's all yeah anyway moving on well resogun is good Excellent. i agree uh i'll i'll go i guess because nick what are I'm, you playing i'm playing i'm playing something from this year that i think went woefully under the radar for like everybody and that is metro exodus it is uh, the third entry in the Metro series, but I want to be upfront with you do not need to play the other ones. Fun fact, though, I think they both are on Games Pass. I was looking the other day. Uh, really? They might yeah, be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There's two Metro games on there. 
do you know what they're called? Last Light is that one of them? Twenty Thirty Three and Last Light. Yeah, they're de- they're definitely both on there. Then. Both they, both of them have been offered free on on every platform at some point or another. Um, so there's a chance you might even already have it <laughs> if you don't have Games Pass. Are they are they both like this gen games this generation or is this no. one? I don't think either of them were. Twenty thirty three and last light were last gen. So three sixty. Yeah. 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 But Exodus came out this year. It came out the be early this year. People were like, uh, it's it's a Metro game, it's fine. But I think it deserves more attention than that because those older games, I only played Last Light, and I think we've talked about it like once or twice on the podcast. Cause I Josh, you played Last Light also, right? I, yeah, I played them both. You played Multiple I knew times. you played I knew you yeah. played 2033. I played them both when but, they came out like initially and then they released like a double pack as a remastered yeah, version. They remastered them. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're like fairly straightforward linear shooter games. The only thing first person shooter games. The only thing that like kind of sets them apart is they're really atmospheric and uh more like survival games in a way, but they still manage to do it like in a linear type game. You're not really exploring things too much. Exodus is now an open world game in a way not completely but in a way and that is really interesting i think it's like it's like playing a new fall like what a new fallout game would be (laughs) as opposed to a fallout game from 10 years ago which is what fallout 4 was and 76 but um yeah i'm loving the hell out of it it's uh it's really cool the open world stuff works super well I love searching for shit and scrounging for shit. Like I like survival games, so like okay. that that part works. Let me stop you. I want you to find something for me. What's you say that? you say the open world stuff looks works super well. I'm playing Rage Two right at the end of Rage Two right now, and this mm-hmm. also has some open world stuff. So what is it about this open world that you think works really well? Like it's not is it points on a map or just explain it to me? Like what do you mean? I have the perfect answer. Remember how we liked the open world sections of Evil Within 2? Yeah, yeah. That is what Metro is. It's bite it's bite-sized in quotes. It's not it's not some massive map that you're constantly running back and forth over, just checking off boxes and fighting bandit camps and stuff. It has some of that, but it's like really localized because the first open world section Are you hating on it, my game? That was that was kind of condescending that that the way you said that no but but that's but that's what oh, just, that's I'm what just, yeah like that's what they are <laughs> that's what those games are now like that when you say the open world are triple a yeah yeah, like, yeah i got you I that got you. that's what they are nowadays and metro does it like evil within 2 did where it mostly focuses you down a path and then gives you some freedom at certain points metro is just a little bit more expanded like once you get to the the first open world area of metro it's like exciting because you can see literally everything you can get to, but it's not one of those, there's a mountain in the distance. I can get to that mountain. It's more like, oh, there's like a building maybe half a mile away and I can get there and that's it. And that's as far as I can go. It's like a pretty small localized open world. And it was really fun to explore. You do as much as you can. There's like really minor side quests in it. And then you move on and you can never go back. And that's, that's awesome. Like I think that's so cool. How far? Are you? How I much just, have you played? Um, I spent a decent amount of time in that first map because I I wanted to explore things, and also because it's a survival game, you need equipment and materials. So like, it's worth looking for things that can maybe be 
you know, whittled down to typical open world gameplay. But um, yeah, I so... found it. Re- I found it rewarding because I needed it. Because if you don't have ammo or crafting materials, you're fucked. Because the game's like decently challenging on just normal. So like, so. Evil Within, I liked the open world because it was a scary game, and like that's hmm. exploring was where you found like the scares kind of and more story, like more side mission story stuff. Yeah. So with this one, are you finding like more? Are you fleshing out like lore, or is it just you're only finding resources? Like what's no, the, it's um. What's the reward for exploring? I think, I think it's both. Where first of all, Metro is kind of a horror game. Yeah, it, yeah. It can it can be scary. It's not so far. Exodus is nowhere near like what I only played Last Light, but Last Light because you're underground so much is horrifying because it's dark and you can't see anything most of the time because the way the the game, the series builds really good atmosphere in that light is limited. You have a flashlight, but it doesn't illuminate the room completely. And you can pull out a lighter that gives you a little bit of more light, but, and you have to charge your lamp and stuff because you know, it runs on batteries. Um, but the horror, the horror stuff is like part of it because you can walk into some building and something might pop out at you, or it might build this good atmosphere of holy shit, this this is fucked up. Like Exodus, I think is more grim for sure than what I played in Last Light because it's more about people as opposed to monsters. Like there are monsters in it still, but like there are cannibals. You come across cannibals, which is a typical post-apocalypse thing. But it's like really fucked up. Um, it was really disturbing, and like that—that that wasn't even—that wasn't even part of the open world thing. That was where it goes into a linear thing for a second. But like exploring that open world just builds character, I think, and gives you a better picture of like what was happening. Similar to how Fallout tries to do it, where you'll find these like little localized stories. I guess like you'll see a skeleton holding the hand of another skeleton. Like that's the most easy example. Right. But, Oh, these people died here. And then you might find a journal and it's like, it it's basic stuff like that. But I think it just works. It just works really well. It's classic open world game stuff. I would say that it's, it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything unique there for sure. But I think it's so hard to explain. And like, I was, I wanted to revisit Half-Life 2, which I did the other night on uh, twitch.tv slash Lost and Contraption. Um, Small plug. Half-Life 2 was such a big deal when it came out because of its physics, but I think also it was a big deal for making the world feel real. Like, it's, like, grounded and localized. Even though you're fighting off, like, aliens and whatever in Half-Life, like you were in this place and it felt like this place was lived in. There's people that actually exist in this place and it builds like this world without even giving you much freedom to explore. Like Half-Life 2 felt open when it wasn't really at all. Like it's actually like extremely linear. So Metro and the developers were like very influenced by Half-Life and it's just, it's probably the best example of a modern Half-Life I can think of actually. Cause they, in their previous two games, they were linear. Then they opened it up a little bit in Exodus, giving you that actual sense of freedom in a world to live in, while also still keeping you on like a 
good path forward like that's pretty easy to navigate like there's there's waypoints in this game but they're not on your heads up display like everything about this game is tactile like you pull up a board and that is your map it's like a piece of paper stapled to a board and you're moving like your character cursor is like a a magnet stuck to the board and you have to put that down and you can't always see it. You don't have a compass up all the time. Your health only pops up when you're taking damage and it's just like blood on your screen. You have no idea when you're actually like that close to dying. Your bullets aren't shown unless you are out of ammo. Like it's it's like this whole thing. It's like really it's really immersive, frankly. Like I don't know. It just it just works. I love it. How do they integrate the mask since you're not underground anymore? Well, there's still radiation. So oh, okay. you'll you'll start hearing like your radiation thing like tick, and so you, have as, to pull, you have to pull down your mask, and you have to you have to change your air filters sometimes. As someone who works in a radiation field on a daily basis, yeah, I am curious as to how well this game represents, uh, like actual. I have no idea. Uh, I heard the Chernobyl documentary does it pretty good job actually yeah i, I want to watch that people at work have been talking about that but fun fact uh if you have a clicky sound that's a real meter those are like cans. a geiger counter yeah 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 that's a real thing um but you can't like put a mask on like if you hear if you hear radiation you don't put a mask on that's not really how it works yeah like, I'm, there's, I'm, I'm sure yeah, I don't need to coach you on radiation. I just, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not real, like, obviously it's a It could game. be. I mean, it could be. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a fun thing. I should, I should. Look I mean, there, there are parts of air, there's parts of the map that are so radiated that your mask doesn't do shit. It, yeah. Like, you just start to take damage, like, you're taking radiation well, damage. <laughs> as a, as a thing, like, the radiation is different from, like, contamination. So... Like, a mask doesn't save you from radiation. If there's radiation there and you put a mask on, that radiation is still going to get to you. You have to, like, breathe in contamination, which is why you'd wear a mask. So that's why I was asking. I'm curious how this represents, like... I yeah, know. they. I mean, he starts choking. Your yeah. character starts choking. So you're near... You're, you're in some vicinity of a radiated area. And then if you get closer to some of them, you'll just die. <laughs> it doesn't matter that your mask is on. So yeah. it's not like... It's not like it's saving you. It's just helping you breathe basically which i would it's, think makes sense it's making um, everyone hate nuclear power that's what it's doing <laughs> well so another Jesus. thing and and we've been on metro for a little bit so we'll get off it i just really want people to play it because it just it came out it barely got talked about i think because it's the i feel third like i heard series. a good about good bit about it i don't know maybe i didn't it has good reviews too so like it did well like critically but yeah, it just I mean. seemed like it just seemed like it came and went. Like, nobody really cared. It was just like, oh, this game came out. I'm playing it. Maybe you want to play it, and that's it. And then everybody just moved on, and you'll probably never hear about it again this year. Maybe on some year-end year end list, but I that's kind it, of That's every it. game now. <laughs> like, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Well, other than ones that are, like, service games that keep having updates, I, I, I'd say they come and go because it's the state still, of games today. Is... I still hear about Sekiro. It came out around the same time. Like it's just certain certain games just don't have the same weight in media 
I feel well, like I'd agree with that. And 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 Metro is definitely a very specific experience. Like yeah. it's it's not a typical shooter where you're just running and gunning. There is one part that I did that was running and gunning. I actually like it was welcome. Like it felt good to do that after a while because yeah, you're, you're running around. around. Yeah, you're creeping around. You're you're scrounging ammo. You're making sure not to shoot too much. And then you get to this point where it's just like fuck everyone and unload on them. And it was it was really satisfying. And then I got to the next open area. Like, I call it an open world game, but I'm only just now in, like, the second open area. And I have no idea where the game's going to go from here. But Okay, so million-dollar million, cool. million dollar question. Yeah. Does it get the golf clap? Well, I need somebody else to play it, but I would give it the golf clap. I haven't okay. beat it. I'm probably not even close to beating it. I don't Anything. know. I'm probably... I probably put, like, only 10 or so hours into it. It, it hasn't been that much, but... I don't know. I think it's awesome. For sure, love... though, they're pretty lengthy. I think totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you could do so. And their side quests too. Or, oh, side whatever. This this is my only opportunity to talk about this game on a podcast for a long time, probably because we're so weird and haphazard. It's so cool how it uses the world. Like there, this first open map. Okay, yeah, you're you're the whole game's about you getting out on a train. You find a train and you just you have to leave. This one thing happens and you have to leave and you're running and your train comes to a stop and that's the first open world area. And you're like, "Okay, I'm looking around. I can see literally everywhere I can go. It's all within reach. I could walk there." Um and there's water around, right? And you have to row a boat around the water kind of like in god of war i guess but it's like it once you leave the boat in a place you gotta you gotta go get that boat or you gotta find another boat and there's only like two on the whole map and they stay there it's persistent and i think that's really like a good example of how the game is like forcing you to sort of live that life like it's not doing gamey things where okay i'm at a port I had done this one dungeon for a while. Just give me the boat, like God of War would do. It doesn't do that. You have to get the boat. So if you left the boat on one end of the map and you need it, you have to go get the boat. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's also what would turn a lot of people away. Because it's, like, tedious, but in a good way. I don't know that that works in every game, though, either. No, it doesn't. I, I mean, I wouldn't want that in God of War yeah. because you can't walk everywhere you want to in God of War. You're stuck on certain paths. It, it would definitely have to be like an actual like open world game. I can cross almost every terrain. So there's like that. And then you get to this other part where there's all these railways around the map and you think, oh, it's just all derelict trains and I can't do anything with them. You end up riding on the rails with like other shit, like deep into that open world part. And you have to like navigate the rails and it's really minor, but it was so awesome. So, it, like, you look at this part of the map and you think this is just window dressing, but it's actually a functioning piece of the game that you don't see until, like, a, like deeper in. And it's it was, like, really satisfying. That It's it's just so cool. I That's why I want more people to play it, because it's just so cool. It's so unique. There's nothing like these games, I don't think. Like, I can't even think of one example today that's like them. I don't how, know if how do they put boundaries? I don't know if you can. How do they put boundaries on those open world areas or the open ports? Well, are they invisible it's, walls? It's it's water. Okay, like you can't fine. you you can't swim. Yeah. Like as soon as 
And they give a reason. There's actually a theme, like a, a narrative reason for parts of the water why you can't go in it. There's like this giant fish that people worship and it will kill you. But they don't just and arbitrarily block it off, which is what I was No, it, the the part of the map that you end up on, you have to get the train across this huge bridge, meaning that bridge is surround Like all of that little portion of land is surrounded by like an ocean. And it's cool. I, it makes sense. It's a it's a video game, but it but for it's it makes sense. It's not just an invisible wall. Yeah. So yeah. Metro Exodus. Golf is hi, highly recommended. It's on my list. Yeah. And again, you don't need to play the first two games. You you just don't. Like I don't I I really hope that's not a barrier to anybody. Wait, which it one ex- didn't you play? I thought you played both of them. I d I didn't play twenty thirty three. So, yeah. They're good. Cool. Yeah. Who's next? I don't need to go next, but I just want to make the announcement that I have this leather chair that I'm sitting in, <laughs> and, like, I have a, like, certain arrangement that I'm doing that I don't usually do, and when I lean back and forward, you can, like, hear the leather chair. I'm just, I just want you to know that I'm not just over here busting heinous farts everywhere if that's coming through on the audio. Everyone will judge uh, you. Well, I mean, I don't really care about that. I just... <laughs> just want you to know where it's coming from is all. I also yeah. have a leather chair that is loud. I haven't yeah, heard not... any I haven't heard any leather. Now that we got yeah. that off the uh <laughs> on the books. On the record. On the record, yeah. I'm on a Josh, very uncomfortable did... wooden stool. What have you been playing, bro? Besides everything. I have been playing. I haven't played Yeah, you have been. Not really. What did I just try last? Oh, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come, <laughs> a classic Nick's, Nick's game of the year. You were yeah. last year. <laughs> you were pretty spot on with how far I was going to get. Yep. Yeah, I I know you better than you know yourself. Sometimes what, I think. What didn't you like about it, Josh? I didn't what like made you put it. the controller down? Playing okay, it. Fair enough. Fair I didn't enough. like to play it. That's it. That's all that matters. Yeah, but, but you knew what it was going into it. Yeah, but it's still good to try things and try to step out of I your guess. boundaries. Like I'm trying to step out of my boundaries. What did you think it would play like? Mm, that I can't answer, but I wasn't expecting it to be as uh, mundane as as it actually yeah. is. I, is I like simulator like. I liked everything else around it. That's the unfortunate thing, because I liked that whole build up to Henry's story or Harry Henry Henry's story. Henry 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 of Scallets. Uh, and, and like I had fun with a couple moments. I was telling you about my uh, lock picking experience I had, but like, yeah. Other than that, like playing it, I could. There's no way I could get through what 60, 70 hours of just such slow sword swinging. And oh, it's, you played it's, Skyrim. No, oh, that's totally different. And there's magic in Skyrim. There's magic in Skyrim. Yes, sword play. Not really that different. No, you don't. I, you, I don't so, sword play. Let, let me stop sword it. play let me in Elder st- Scrolls is Let me stop easy this conversation before we get into it because arguing with Josh is this is like this is is no futile and we I'm not trying not to do that. Go there. I'm not trying to do that. I just want to. I'm just asking. I wholeheartedly disagree because you don't have to worry about the opponent stepping back or blocking to the left or blocking to the right or pushing you off or getting you a head grab. You, Okay, but you didn't even get to that in Kingdom Come. I kind of did, because whenever I was trying to escape the city, I fell off my horse, and I got surrounded by, like, four knights, 
and I was just swinging away in all the nights, of, and nothing was happening. Of which you should not have done. So, well, yeah, like, that that was not the... You were supposed to run. I but, tried whatever. running four times, and every single time I got, like, sniped off my horse. That part, that part honestly, sucked. Yeah. Oh. Like, get, the getting, getting away on the horse was actually hard. I got lucky, I think. It was weird and janky, and especially at the launch of that game with, with all its bugs and stuff. So, yeah, I'm not going to give you shit for that. It was kind of messed up. That and I went to... You just weren't supposed to fight people. Well, I tried to... I went and tried to save a woman that was being harassed by three enemies, and... I, like, stabbed one in the back with my big-ass longsword, and he just turned around and was like, yeah, whatever, and started swinging away at me. I was like, well, fine, hmm. I'm done. Hell if you save that woman, she's in the rest of the game. But how are you supposed to save her if you can't kill those guys? Um, I did kill those guys. You must be that's before that's before you're run pro. that's before you're running away. That's really. during the runaway. That's, like, before you jump on your horse. Anyway. We don't have to talk anymore about Kingdom Yeah, Kong. we don't. That's Everybody I, should play Kingdom Come, though. That's, well, that's a great game. I tried to take your advice, so I at least you did. stepped my foot into the world of Kingdom Come. The world of Scalets? You like, Scalets? well, you start in Scalets. Um, you dipped, you dipped like the one-eighth inch of your pinky toe into the water of Kingdom Come. I'm, hey, I'm it's not better than not dipping come. at all. I, I know you're not, AJ. You would, you would fucking hate it. I know. You, have I no, you would have no patience for that game. I don't, I don't even want to try. I'm not going to try. You don't. <laughs> I don't recommend you do. Yes. Yeah, anyway, well, Josh, I'll 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 do this for you. Uh, let's talk about a Plague Tale Innocence. Oh, it seems like ages ago now. It was a week ago. <laughs> I know. And I no, it was definitely longer than that. Was it really only a week ago? I think you played it a week ago. <laughs> I haven't even. I don't even know what this is. Like I've never even seen a screenshot. Yeah, I've seen a trailer for it, and that's it. Um. A Plague Tale is your typical, I don't want to say typical action adventure because it's really not a typical action adventure, but you control this young woman during the plague era of France. I don't know what black, whenever that era was. What's that era called? Um, not Victorian, whatever. It the matter. Renaissance. Is it the, the Renaissance? The mi- midi- that would have been medieval times. That medieval would have been sure. like, it's not that would have probably been like the 1200s to to 1400s i think that sounds right maybe anyways you control this teenage woman who essentially through the course of the game you have to escort your little brother through occupied france of some inquisition while there's also this plague going on with millions of rats trying to eat everything (laughs) and you're trying to get him healed because he has some he has some mysterious sickness that no one knows how to cure so not the plague he doesn't have the plague no it gets it's hard to talk about this game without spoiling even the smallest. Thing yeah, it's a story. Very it's a story. It's a thing. very story. Yeah, story driven game. But um, the I guess game, from a gameplay perspective, it's there's a lot of stealth. There's throwing rocks at shiny things so you can lure enemies away. But there are also moments where you have a um, not a whip, but one of those little things you spin around. You can launch rocks from. I already forgot a the name. Bolo. Uh, Slingshot. A, sl- a slingshot, basically. Not a slingshot, but something similar. Sling- slinger, whatever they're called. Yeah, so I know you, what you're talking about. You can about. use that to um, like use rocks against enemies and, and hit them to either get them away or kill them. And then over the course of the game, you meet people who you're able to craft different things that you can put in that to get through different puzzles or take out enemies in different ways. Um, Is it like a full game? Yes. What do you mean? Yeah, I, I don't mean, understand like... your question. Is it like a 
five hour thing or are we talking like a full 25 hour mm-hmm. campaign? It was like, seven or eight hours maybe i was gonna say i thought it was pretty long seven or eight but, hours it's only 40 bucks though so um yeah but full game i mean 60 dollars. i mean yeah whatever doesn't matter keep going uh yeah so i i think the biggest thing to get get through it is is the, the story itself it's the narrative it's it's a uh, it's interesting seeing something set in that time period totally uh, especially, yeah. especially with such a heavy focus on, I guess the main, the major hook of the game is the the tech they have for like their rats. They have like thousands of rats on screen at one time, and they all, it's not they're not like set piece sort of things. They all move on their own and do their thing in a group. Um, so that's part mm. of like the puzzle solving is how to get through the rats because they're afraid of light. Um, so obviously there's puzzles where you light fire, or you carry torches, or get to point yeah. A to point B by either lighting a fire midway and running through or carrying something through to get the rats out of your way. Um, that I think that was like their main uh, marketing ploy for that game is just is what they can do with the rats. We got cool rats, yo. Come see and, our rats. Uh, and I think the, the biggest like surprise to me is the brutality of, of it. Like they don't, they do not shy away whatsoever with the, that time period in general and how people were treated. And yeah, rats will just eat everyone and they don't again they don't shy away from that at all the funny thing is is how dangerous rats are where i understand rats spread the plague but i don't think swarms of them murdered people back then (laughs) oh they are murdering a lot of people um but in the same regard there's also a heavy focus on like the inquisition and, and like the um the Pope and the Bishop and like the religious undertones of so what is happening with the plague and how it started and how it's trying to get cured and whatnot. You say inquisition. Do you mean cru- crusade? They, they're called the inquisition that there's a group called the okay. inquisition in that, that are like the people behind the Catholic church trying to put, uh, huh. like, there's like the, uh, the bishops in there, like all bishops in there. And he's like trying to find the cure for the plague as well. But then it goes some really weird, like, almost sci-fi sort of directions. Oh no, does it really? Not to the extent where like it's not like roll your eyes. It's like like not Assassin's Creed. No, though. no, 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 not at all. It's and it, you know, it's not even like I, I guess sci-fi wouldn't even necessarily be the, the right term. It just it goes some weird directions that aren't maybe as grounded as the rest of the game could be. But again, we're huh. talking about a game where rats roam the landscape and just eat everything. So there's uh, got to be a sci-fi movie a, a movie from the sci-fi channel where it's like really bad CG rats that are just oh. eating people. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that what exists. Do you, what do you think that movie's called? Rats. rats. Oh, come on. You can't do something better than that. That is definitely what a sci-fi movie would be called. With a Z. Maybe with yeah. a Z. Rats with a Z. Yeah, with an exclamation point after it. Rats. Yes. I, yeah, I bet that exists. And there, anyway. there's probably a line where they're like, rats, look at all these rats. Like they there's use that, rats as a as a as a curse, you know what I'm saying? There's like that guy. Of saying, Damn it! They're like rats. Will Wilfred or whatever the one movie where the guy can talk to the rats and he makes them kill people or something. What's that called? Wilfred. I think it's called Wilfred. I don't no, know. Wilfred's the uh, he had the the dog that he talked to when he got high, the imaginary friend. That's Wilfred. Really? Oh, I know what you you're talking, talking about, about. Actually. Oh yeah, that is. You're right. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. Anyway. Plague Tale. I I have a question though, because um, was the story good enough? Because you yes. like really liked it, yep. right? Like you really liked it. Hundred percent. Couldn't stop playing. Yeah. Every chapter. At the end of every chapter, I just wanted to keep going. Like it's it's the characters and and the just the moment the to moment scenes and what the, rats, about the yeah. rats. The rats are a character. I'd say the rats are a character. 
Uh, like it gets super interesting. Like it, it, it really goes some nifty places. Like even the, it ends the, well. Yeah, it ends really well. Um, That's good to hear. <laughs> I mean, there are there are a couple. I don't even want to call them really frustrating, but there are a couple moments throughout the game that, from a gameplay perspective, get a little. I don't know, a little a little tough, and maybe like try to try to step out from what the game has done up to that point. But they're very few and far between, and you can still get past them pretty quickly. There is like minor combat, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are there are yeah. there are a handful of times where you have to engage in combat, but the majority of the sections you can probably get through without like killing yeah. anyone. Yeah. Um I did and I mentioned this to you. I saw I did see someone say something about this is like uncharted if you didn't have to kill anyone. What whereas I don't know if that's like a spot on comparison, but I see where they're what they're trying to say about that. Just essentially a story driven, like stealth based game. That's like very intriguing and, and builds its characters very well. Um, that you just don't really have to kill anyone. Yeah, but that's cool. I'm I have it. I'm definitely gonna play it. I have it on my yeah, wish list. I'm real excited, and it would be my game of the year if it wasn't for Sekiro so far. Oh, interesting. It's good. It hasn't so, been too much yet. You got a you got yeah. a pedestal. Well, give me one more game that you played that you uh, you want to inform the public about. I played a lot in the past week. I know that's why I'm saying yeah. Um, pocket tanks. So I've been playing this game. Called... <laughs> we we have talked about pocket tanks oh, we have before. I Alex, think I think one of <laughs> Alex and I have, have fallen down the pocket tanks hole again because he 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 shared he shared with me that uh, the online on the phone actually works now as opposed to like not really working years and years ago when it came to mobile. Uh, so that's trouble. I, th- I think episode three of two v one is the image is uh, or one of the early episodes is from Pocket Tanks. Good, yeah. Let me, let me make an online request for Whiff Punish right now that uh, I think we should do. We need okay. to bring back the creative names of episode titles that we used to have from two v one. Well, okay, I can do that. Yeah, it's, I'll help you, but let's do it. Yeah, I thought I th- I thought we were trying to stick with like themed episodes of games well we can sure we can do themed episodes and then just still have fun names Sekiro episode could have been ninja game or something yeah that's true as an example yeah yeah that's true i think aj was uh like setting you up for something specific josh but i know observation probably oh no no i don't know oh i don't know then i don't i don't know what you don't know i don't know what no no go ahead what were you saying no what were you saying i interrupted you go ahead i want to know what observation is so tell me about that because i don't know what that is either uh, observations, you, little indie are darling. You, are we making you talk too much? A little bit. I don't like. I feel like lot, your cheeks okay. are getting red, and you're like, "Oh no, someone else take the mic." I'm, a, I'm not a big talker. Anyways, I know, uh, Josh, I know. you're that, a natural. We've done this. That's for why years. I'm putting you on the spot, bro. Observation is an indie darling from Devolver Digital. Oh, is it's, it a darling? It is. It's actually really good, and I, I think who it's, actually made it. I don't know. Devolver would be the publisher. Devolver's the publishers. Uh, Some little studio. I think it's their first thing. They might have done very minor things in the past, but nothing of of mention. Um, I think this is the first game, or at least the last one in recent memory, that I've come around on so hard because I actually I actually quit playing like an hour in, and I wasn't going to go back to it because I just I didn't like what it was doing. But something made me go back, and I'm very glad I did. Uh, Observation is. Oh boy, it's hard to explain. It's I, I would consider it a point-and-click adventure game. I think that's probably what it is. Where yeah. where you play as a space station AI. 
Yeah, that that's the premise that I think mm-hmm. is the most interesting thing. Yeah, so you sure. like. Like, obviously, you're the space station or whatever, and uh, the game opens with this woman waking up on the space station and turning you on and being like, what happened and where is everybody and why are things stopped working? So from that point forward, it's just you as the space station jumping from camera to camera, solving networking problems, uh, yeah. helping out this woman in any way that you can to figure out what happened to the space station. Um, and, I mean, that there's not really anything else to say like narratively without spoiling anything because again this is another really heavy narratively driven game um i wouldn't like there are some sci-fi tropes in it but i think it 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 wraps up really interestingly i guess um and it makes me want to go back and play it again just to find like some some maybe text or audio logs that could help explain what happened a bit more because it does go off the rails a bit which is fine it's a sci-fi i mean it's a sci-fi <laughs> game the rails. and and that's great it actually worked out but uh hmm. i think the reason the reason i started playing it from the at the start was it it has a really hard time trying to get you to understand what you need to do at some point yeah. and, and not from like a puzzle perspective like there are it's a puzzle heavy game but there are there are a few points in the beginning where it tells you to do something, but it doesn't explain like how to do what you need to do or where to like, find the thing that you need to do, and that's what like got point, frustrating. Point click adventures—that's kind of the thing. Like, yeah, you're you're like, oh, just clicking on the whole environment, like, oh, what's what's interactable here? You know what I mean? But the yeah. di- the difference is like, I only say point click adventure because I can't think of a better way to explain it. But this yeah. it's it's like an open game. Like it's not like a, a side scrolling two D thing where there's only a limited amount of things to click on. Like, it's like it's an entire space station that you're going around from point to point, node to node, trying to figure out the next thing you need to do to progress the story. Technically, one of the most frustrating things in point-and-click adventure games is that because you're limited to that one screen, you don't realize you need something from a screen ten screens ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it might be nice that observ- does observation flip around quickly. Are, do you have access to the ship at all times? Like, is that, like... Uh, do I mean, thi- there and are... do things matter like far away from where your ca- that no, character? That no, there, there okay. are like since you're playing as a space station, you're not like uh, hoarding items or you need an item to unlock a thing. Yeah. It's like a door might be closed and it lost power. Go find the power node and supply power to the door, and then get into the door's networking and solve this little puzzle to open the door. Or yeah. uh, you need to repower up the nuclear engine, so here's this magnetic field you need to manipulate in order to to get this engine running it's just it's little stuff like that so there's nothing you need to collect to progress it's just Hmm. like like for example there's one point where you actually exit the space station and you're spacewalking as this ai little like a sphere that you take control of that you can like hover around in so you can just fly around everywhere outside in space around the station space station but you need to look for one specific thing and like the woman that you're trying to help you you can ask her like, "What am I supposed to do next?" And she'll tell you. <laughs> and she'll tell you like, she'll repeat herself essentially over and over to help you find what you need to find. But it, it doesn't always do a great job of pointing you to like a specific area of where you need to go. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like yeah. find this point. It's below me. Okay. Well, where, where I don't know how to get below you, and I don't know what I'm looking for <laughs> on the space station. So. Uh, regardless, That's a little fr- that can be a little frustrating. It is, but there were only a handful of times it did that. Regardless. Uh, I really enjoyed that game at the end, and I, I think the um, again, you know, coming off of Plague Tale, there uh, another just 
narratively heavy game that I've really enjoyed over the past two weeks. Yeah, that's cool. Which is why I thought I would like Kingdom Come just coming off like relaxing, not really having to do much, take your time, not worry oh, no. about things. Oh no, that's not what Kingdom Come is at all. Yeah, Kingdom I... Come is a struggle for survival constantly. <laughs> I learned I learned that pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in terms of, like, eating and sleeping, mm-hmm. Kingdom Come is a struggle for survival. <laughs> I almost uh, I almost played Gone Home the other night before starting Resogun, because I was on, because of just, like, this weird little, just slow-moving didn't you, game Didn't you play Gone Home? Ho- yeah. You I never was, played Gone Home? Yeah, I did. I was going to play it again. You, it's been a while. Play Tacoma. Yeah, you I give Tacoma a chance. That's, I, what, uh, that, that's what observation sounds like yeah. to me, is Tacoma. Yeah, it actually kind of does. I mean, you don't control the computer or the ship in tacoma but that's probably a sounds kind of similar is what i think yeah a little bit yeah yeah you should play tacoma josh you might actually really like it yeah it's i think i might even have it to be honest it was free on ps plus at one point i think soma was i thought tacoma was maybe tacoma was too i don't know because i know i have soma now soma there is a very good story that is a crazy game i do have soma maybe i'll play that yeah. Cool, AJ. That's it. What's up? What do you What do you bring into the table? Uh, Wait, you said you said you were saying something about what I was playing. What What did you mean before I said pocket tanks? Nothing. Oh. I thought it was gonna be Rage Two. I'll jump in there. <laughs> oh. I've I've been playing a good bit of games. Uh, I'm kind of running into this thing where like. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I'm I'm not really that old, but like I go to work and then I come home and I work out and then I make my dinner and I shower and I eat my dinner and then like I sit down on the couch and I just like don't have the energy yeah. to play like a specific type of game. Yeah. And like it took me forever to finish Sekiro because yeah. of that. <laughs> I just I just don't have the like mental focus to and and like I've been wanting to grind Mortal Kombat, but like I don't I don't want to do that either. Yeah. So I've been kind of trying to find a game. I mean, I I finally did finish Sekiro. It was on a weekend. Uh, the final two bosses took me a hot minute, <laughs> and it was I was a salty mother effer playing that. Uh, yes. but it was wonderful, and it will probably be my game of the year. I just want to uh. Anyone that has any interest in Dark Souls games or Bloodborne or Sekiro uh, or have played them, uh, there's a guy on YouTube and uh, you search Vati Vidya, I think is his name. V-A-A-T-I-V-I-D-Y-A. And he like runs through each game and breaks down each like little bit of lore in the games and he draws these narrative threads through the game that are i mean they're there they're really deep and profound and hidden and it just makes me appreciate the game so much more and it's sweet and he's like kind of halfway through Sekiro right now he he hasn't finished all of the lore videos for Sekiro he's only done like two or three mm. but it's it's really cool it like puts in perspective why they had these enemies here and these items placed here, and it's it's just really it gives you a, a deeper appreciation for what was already a really cool experience. Yeah. And even even like he he, I guess he does it from 
He says he commissions artwork. I guess he gets it right from From. I don't know who he would do it from. Um, he has been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, and got like a following pretty quickly. Uh huh. Because he, he does really he, good work. He's really he ba- researched. He basically, he basically like has a partnership with From Software, kind of. There, there's a couple people like that actually. Like they're like all the strategy guides that I have are written by like one person or two people or something that have that work directly with From Software. It's it's cool. It's good like good for him cuz he deserves it. It's yeah. really good. He does really good videos. So he does like this thing where he'll like pan the camera over areas that you explored and just like seeing the areas of the game from a different perspective like besides behind your character, you just like see yeah. so much more and you see enemies that are it's just it's a really cool way to experience a game. And if you like the game or have any interest in the game, like that gives you such a deeper understanding of of what it is, and it, I think it's sick. So that's why everyone yeah. everyone should uh, check that out. But so I've been looking for games that like don't require much of me. <laughs> yeah, and I tried Super Mario U Deluxe. New Super Mario U Deluxe. Is that what it is? I think that's what it Switch, is. I think that's the full name. The Sw- Deluxe Definitive Switch Version 99,000. Yeah. Not sure what the Switch name actually is. So uh, we played a little bit of like, you can play co-op. Played a little bit with my wife. It's kind of hard bumping around two people in the screen. Yeah. And uh, I wanted this to be like a game I could relax and play, and it is totally not that. Mario is not relaxing. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Mario's fucking hard. Like, uh, all versions of Mario are hard. Yeah, it's hard. And I, like, get mad at myself. I'm like, I'm, like, on the third world and I can't do levels. It's it's really frustrating. And I think one of the things that makes me frustrated is, like, playing Celeste has kind of ruined platformers for me in a way. Oh, yeah. It's hard to go back to old Mario, honestly. It's just, like, the snappiness of fail, try again, fail, try again, fail, try again, compared yep. to Mario... Where, like, I die, and then it kicks me out of the level, has to load the map again, I have to enter the level, has to load the checkpoint again. It's just like, man, like every time I die, and I kind of felt this way about, uh, I played Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze last year, and that's another yeah. really good side-scrolling platformer that I got probably more frustrated with than I should, because it's just, we've we've progressed past that type of game in a way yeah and even like the weightiness of mario running around like you i don't know it just doesn't feel as tight is what i know is. what you mean i complained about super mario world on 2v1 um after playing like more modern platformers like meat boy and then celeste and, like... and this is definitely designed specifically to be like the old mario so they probably yeah. could have made the controls tighter but yeah. they wanted it to be classic classic mario i played um i played which one super mario 3d land on 3ds i think yeah because world was wii u 3d land was was really good actually um it it felt tight uh it wasn't that challenging actually that that's a mario game i can say i kind of blew through uh but but they can do it it's possible um, I would, I'm the, curious to see like how that feels compared to this. This definitely feels because they have all those classic uh, games on the Switch arcade or whatever it is, the NES thing. Yeah, oh. so 
it feels exactly like Super Mario Two or whatever that whatever the one is on there. Like Dustin and I have been playing through Super Mario Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's online what I'm talking about online co-op on Nintendo Classic, which was which is such a cool fucking feature that everybody laughed at and said this is dumb. It sucks. It's amazing. It's it's so nice to have. I love being able to play NES games online with one of my friends that I played NES games with. Like, fuck all the haters. But playing Super Ooh, Mario three, a, playing Super Mario three again, right there. dude. That game is hard as fuck. I never I never beat that game as a kid uh, because we were dumb and, and you'll too never young beat and it was, as an adult either. And we still, I still haven't beat it as an adult. Like it's, it's taking us forever to get through it. And it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it should, like you start to get used to it and it's fine. And I know there's like some lag online and we do have some issues with that, but I'm not going to complain about it because the, the positives vastly outweigh minor things like that. It's just going back to Mario in general. It's just tough. Super Mario, like you slide everywhere, yeah. like there's momentum. Yeah. I hate the momentum. I hate it like too. Like maybe, maybe that was okay, you know, forever too. ago. And, and and Tropical Freeze had some momentum. Then I was like, uh, it it's less. It's significantly yeah. less momentum than Mario has. Mario is Mario is way more. It's, it's kind of so an interesting thing. It's, it's to adjust to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you'll get hit like in the air, and then you just messes up the whole. Yeah. Mario's yeah. a hard game, and it's Mario's not, still hard. Yeah, it's not. It's not what I was looking for for my relaxing time on the couch. I'll Defi- tell you that. Definitely not relaxing. Mario Odyssey is relaxing. Like the three, the three D Mario's I think feel tight as hell. Yeah, like I agree. Mario Odyssey was tight. Three D platforming in general is a different. Like the momentum in it's, that is yeah. necessary, kind of. Yeah. So it's a different experience, and I, I mean everything about new Super Mario U Deluxe Switcheroony, whatever the heck the game's called. <laughs> Is good. Like the music's good. The map's fun. And they have yeah. a little story. You can pick different characters. I'm playing Luigi instead of Mario because I like Luigi. Don't shoot me. Um, as long as it's not Waluigi. No, it's not Waluigi. It's Luigi. Yeah. The green guy. Uh, but you know, so I haven't been playing a ton of it. I've been doing like a world or two here and there while I'm yeah. waiting. Um, so I did end up picking up Rage. Because a lot of people said it's like Doom, and that was enough. Is to it get, like Doom enough to sell me? I would say action wise, it's like Doom, but it's not near as good as Doom. No way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't played. I don't think I've played a open world first person shooter though ever. Like I didn't play any Fallout's. I didn't play. Huh. I didn't play any of the Far Cry games. I had never played. Uh, like Deus Ex. I never played. Deus Ex is a weird one, but I know what you mean. I I was actually sitting here trying to think of a bunch of open world shooters, and is there that many? I don't At, know. Like, yeah, like what's it, the one like where you named you named them all. What's it, Thief? Borderlands. Borderlands. What's the other one? There's one more you told me to play. It's by the Deus Ex people, I think. Oh man. Well, Deus Ex is um. I Eidos? Yeah, uh, maybe and it's not Eidos then. Not are you thinking like Dishonored and Dishonored, stuff? Dishonored, that's Prey? what I was thinking, yeah. That that's arcane. Th- those aren't really shooters either. Okay. Um, they're first person, but anyway. So anyways, 
I don't have the like same type of uh probably like bored of this type of game feeling playing it that maybe some other people would experience with it. Yeah. Because uh, I've heard it compared to Far or uh, Far Cry. And it's definitely a game where you have a map and you go around the map and then it populates with icons and you either do those icons or don't do those icons. Yeah. And I think it, I think a game kind of got a bad rap, honestly. Like I, it like I, started out really positive and then everybody was like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. And honestly, I can kind of see that being... I can see the reason why. Yeah. Uh, I think they overpopulated the map, and people were probably started out running all over just like me, and they're like, wow, this is kind of fun. But then, like, yeah. you see everything, like, right away, and then the gameplay doesn't change, and then the map just keeps growing and growing and growing, and those icons keep filling and filling and filling and filling, and yeah. you can, like, run around and do that endlessly, and the only thing you're really upgrading is, like, yourself. Yeah. Which, which is good like the upgrades are fun and that's the reason i would say that you would do all the icons and stuff all the collectibles and checklists and things yeah yeah i think like with a little more polish the game could have been real sick yeah uh some of the animations are kind of like last gen (laughs) it feels like they have some really funny ragdoll but like when you shoot someone they just kind of do this generic stagger it just feels like we've kind of move past that in games a it feels bit. dated yeah a little bit and a lot of the character designs are like kind of fun but they're very they're repeated quite a bit like enemy designs things like that yeah and a lot of people have been hating on the story which it's definitely not gonna win narrative of the year <laughs> I, i'm surprised i'm stunned are you yeah i thought that was like i thought i needed to play it immediately and see that story and honestly i don't think i can think of a more generic what's what's the most generic offensively generic protagonist in any video game that you've played oh man i need one from each of you go nathan drake that's not even good that's not even he's pretty generic he's generic but they characterize him quite a bit he gets a good bit of character development across all every one of his games yeah it was a horrible it was a a horrible example in my head Joel. Um, Joel. No, Joel. Joel's a good character. I know. I was also kidding. Um. Hmm. You'd think this would be easier. Like, but but it sort of isn't. You want to say I Doom mean, Guy, but Doom Guy, they actually kind of. I was gonna say Doom and Guy, you, but and he's... if it's a silent protagonist too, like that kind of doesn't count because they don't care. You can't really. Bj Blazkowicz. Nah, he's good. Bj. Yeah, Blask- he's he's pensive. Bj Blazkowicz poops on this guy. A lot of times. Yeah. Anyways. Hmm. The main character know. in Thief. Is that a silent protagonist? No, see, I think he is a good character. It's just the most recent Thief was garbage. So that doesn't count. <laughs> Master Chief. Yeah, Master Chief is pretty bland. Silent protagonist. The backstory... Josh, Josh is shaking... Protagonist. The Josh is shaking his head. Master but Chief has Ma- a tragic Master background. Chief's, and- Master Chief's tragic background... Of which you know nothing about from the video games. The only reason you know it is from you read the books. The books? Those yeah. books are good. So they are. So, they're very good. As a video game character, I accept Master Chief as. Bland. But he's silent, so it's no, still kind of. No, he's not. Count. He talks. 
He talks he? in every game. They they personalize him a whole lot in four. I think with I'm, we're not going down this. We're not. We're, I'm just not doing no, this. No, right let's now. do it. It's fine. Who cares? Let's talk. Talk, bro. Let's argue. Your argument. I don't think they really personalize him really at all, Josh. They I, try I, to, but it failed. They fail very very miserably. I don't think they failed with the whole thing they were trying to do with him and Cortana and. Oh my god, it was so bad. I enjoyed that stuff, but I'm admittedly a Halo fanboy and was for a while. I would, I would, yeah, I think the I Cortana stuff is okay. Chief, yeah. Chief definitely has more, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely has more character than Mr. Walker here. I think that, yeah, I would probably he say that too. He is offensively bland. I can't, even, <laughs> I can't even come up with someone more bland than him. It's, it's insane. Your character in Far Cry Three was pretty bland. In fact, I absolutely hated him. But anyway, yes. Did he talk? Yeah. Okay, so that I think is the biggest offense this game has. Okay. I, I think the world itself is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh it's it's cool to be running around in a wasteland. They have cool environments, you know, there's like a desert city and there's a swamp bayou and Josh, you can chime in on this one, you know, cuz you played this too recently. The game sucked. Um <laughs> And I just think that people are a lot of people are hating on it for certain things that I don't think it should be hated on for. So you think the gameplay is enough to carry you through playing it? For a certain amount of time, yeah, for sure. Well, so um, maybe it deserves the hate. Well, I'll say this. Spider-Man PS4 from last year was a game that had really good gameplay had a really good central narrative, and had check-the-box side missions that were atrociously bland. Yeah. And very many of them, they just kept throwing them at you. Beat up the bad guys, beat up the bad guys, beat up the bad guys. And I didn't hear a lot of discussion about how that was bad for the game. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Like, if you don't want to do that, don't do that. If you want to do that because you enjoy playing the game, you can do that, and that's fine. And it didn't yeah. hurt that game's scores at all. I can tell you the difference right now. Go. They didn't lock all the guns and abilities behind those side options in Spider-Man. Like, in Rage, a lot of the guns and the special abilities, you have to go do all that side stuff. You don't get through the story. Hmm. Well, you have to unlock... You're right. You have to unlock yeah. the each ability. Yeah, but so like I, like I beat that game without having all the weapons and abilities because I didn't want to go do all that other stuff. So I didn't even get to experience what could have been the more fun weapons and mm. and abilities. I'm, I guess I'm more speaking of like bandit dens. You don't have to clear every bandit den. Like you can run to the area that has the the weapon. You don't have to do a certain amount of bandit dens before you get the weapon. You have to if you want to level up your character and upgrade stuff because that's where you get all the upgrade things. I know, but then you're then you're playing to upgrade the guy. Like you're. It's not a good argument, I don't think. No, I'm just talking strictly in comparison to the side stuff in Spider-Man. Like, the side stuff in Spider-Man, it was just was throwaway. For, was for no reason? No reason at all, where the side stuff in Rage, you, like, so, you so need you're to you upgrade your character. So you're saying it would be better if I didn't get rewarded for doing the side stuff in Rage? No, like it no. it should just be throwaway? No, no, I'm saying you don't have to do any of that side stuff, but, but in order to have the most fun with that game, you're almost kind of forced to in order to upgrade your character. I know what Josh is saying. Yeah. I, I kind of know what you're saying too, but I don't know that it. it's... I mean... Like, it's, it's I one of those things where you have, to, you have to find your own... 
I don't want to say find your own fun, but you're not going to experience all the better upgrades and the more fun weapons if you don't go out of your way and do the bland side shooting. Yeah, like in order for them to ask that of you, they should have made them more interesting. Yes, instead of exactly. just copy, like cookie cutting, copy pasting. I could kind of, I could kind of see that. Because you combat... said so yourself, you hated finding those loot, those boxes, and that's what that's what that game is on the side. You have to find worst the boxes part, to upgrade, and that's, and that's what those things are. Is you clear an area and worst you find those boxes. Worst part of the game for sure. Huh. There's so like the combat's fun, and combat is like ninety percent of the side stuff. So I'm running to this bandit then I'm shooting all the bad guys. I'm running to this. I'm doing car combat. Like yeah. that that part of the game is good. You go find your power up area. It's an arc that you have to go find. What they did is they put, like, chests in each area where you get your upgrade uh, currencies to buy your upgrade stuff with. Yeah. And they make you look for them at each area. So I'll run around, kill all the bad guys, and it's, like, this big building with, like, seven stories. And everyone's dead. And then I got to run up and down the seven stories looking for these little pink chests to unlock all the currencies, which is horrible. Yeah. And I've seen... I've seen like multiple people complain about this. That it's the worst part of the game. You unlock a thing that allows you to. It's like a radar that'll tell you when the chests are near, but it's like a Wi-Fi signal that gets stronger as you get closer to chests. So it's still like really hard to use. Hmm. So a lot of time is spent. You. It's like real fun. You're clearing bad guys, and then once the bad guys are done, you're like just as long, if not twice as long, looking around for chests so you can get all the upgrade currencies. And there's could, not like good enemy variety either, right? Like that was something I heard a lot nah, too. There's not. You just everything. Yeah. There's just you're just mowing people down. It's like ridiculous how fast you kill people. Honestly, the game yeah. is not hard at all. You're just like, especially when you get their power ups. Yeah. You're just literally mowing people down, and it, that's kind of fun. I mean, it's definitely scratched the itch where I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have think. to think. Like it's worked. I think the the vehicles, the vehicle variety is really good. They definitely have some like Mad Max inspired vehicle insanity. They did this weird thing with the map though, where they made the roads really small. This is kind of hmm. a weird complaint. The roads are like really thin, like a one car length. Okay. And then if you go off the road a little bit, the texture of the map is like not smooth because there's rocks and stuff. So yeah. it jacks your car up. Like it's like you're playing. Dirt Rally. Dirt, dirt Rally? Yeah. Like your car oh, man, just, I want to play this now. Your car just flips, and their cars are, like, real sticky. So it's kind huh. of fun driving around, and there's not really consequences to flying off the road. You can just respawn your car right there. It's very video gamey. Do you um do you do races and shit? There is races, yes. Because I'm, that was a big part of the first game. There, There's races. There's, like, twisted metal car combat levels. Yeah. There's turrets you can shoot. There's all kind of, like, locations that are dotted all over the map that have like a little uh it's kind of it reminded me of like a gta or a uh red dead where it's like a house where the comet went through the house they have like little story maps like that parts mm-hmm. on the map it's kind of fun they have like areas where it's a da- a trooper that died that you go pick up his data pad or whatever see what happened to him and then basically it's like bandit dens yeah all the heck over mm-hmm <laughs> So, I think it's good. I mean, if if you're not expecting a 10 out of 10 game, and you just want something to mindlessly shoot, it's completely opposite the experience probably of what your Metro game is. 
Oh, totally. I mean, I did. I mentioned like you you spend a lot of time not killing things or trying to avoid fighting things, and then it does this one scenario where you just you just get to mow people down, and it was really fun. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to do that the whole game because that's not the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think they like did a good job of world building. There's some fun. There's some fun, like GTA characters that you meet that give you missions that are pretty yeah. crazy. And some of the dialogue is pretty fun because it's you, they use crazy words for their. Isn't it super vulgar and like kind of childish? Uh, not really. I wouldn't say no. That. Okay. I thought it's I not... saw screenshots screenshots of names of people that are just stupid. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a ton of really good names. Okay. I don't know. That stuff like doesn't bother me. I Oh no. Yeah, I, it's fine. I don't know, I kinda find enjoyment. Maybe it's I'm immature, but I find enjoyment in that. Doing a podcast about video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I think wait for it to go on sale because it's definitely gonna be like fifteen dollars real fast. Oh, I'm sure. And then play it until you're sick of running around, and then play finish the missions, which basically is what you did, right, Josh? For the most part, I just I'm, remind it because I. Didn't. Why did you? Why did you finish it? Because I knew like, it was. I, I knew it was short, and I was having at least some fun with the shooting, but it got so repetitive and so just. I think just flat out boring towards the end that I didn't care. And like but like you drop games in a second. Like you you are so quick to not play them. Like that's what so you liked something. I think you just kind of want to hate on it a little bit. As eh. as I've as I've played through like the end portions of it, the game has gone to some newer areas that I think are cool. It doesn't switch up the enemies ever. It's the same enemies all the way that through sucks. the game. Even the yeah. bosses are all the same. Like all the yeah, big bosses. Kinda. That that really sucks. They're all the same. Yeah. But the you know the areas are cool. I think this the story's fine. I mean, it's a first person shooter. Run, save this person, save this person, save this person, and then go do the main mission thing. Hmm. I don't There's, know if that's okay anymore. Ah. Uh, like be well because because we have examples of things like Doom twenty sixteen, which Doom is fucking retarded, and Doom Slayer they made lore around the Doom guy. And it was amazing. Like I know, I know Doom 2016's actual story was like still pretty bad, but they still did other things. So I mean, that's what I mean, though. Like the actual story of why does this person go here, there, and there is bad. But I think like the world of the game is good enough. Hmm. You, you pull up to a town. It's a it's a swamp town. Everyone's wearing their underwear and like. <laughs> Like so, they're high, so they're just hillbillies. Knee high rubber, yes, knee high rubber boots with like crazy suspenders. They have like one arm's a metal arm. There's just a girl in the front, like where the sign is of the town. There's just a huge blood stain on the ground, and she's just doing snow angels in the blood stain, going la 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 la. It's just a weird, like I think it's a vibrant world. You're 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 driving it's, along. It sounds like Borderlands. Oh, I never played Borderlands. It could yeah. be like Borderlands. Yeah. So I, think, I like Borderlands humor more, but I think you said something which is why I felt like I didn't really love it. Is uh, and I've realized this over the past I don't know couple months now. I don't really have time for just good enough games anymore. You know, 
Like, I only have limited amount of times anymore. Like, I don't want to... I hate that argument. It's, I'm not arguing that. It's, it's, no, I know, it's, no, I know, I know it's, you're it's, not. It's like, it's it's just how I am right now. Like, I don't want to play yeah. a game, just get through it and be like, all right, that game was fine. It was good enough. Like, that's such a waste of time to me anymore, thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. Like, especially with what you were saying earlier, AJ, where you get home, you don't want to, you don't, sometimes you want to sit and play games. Like, if, if, if I'm going to sit around and play something, it's not something that I want to just get through and be like, all right, this is fine. This is good enough. You know? Yeah. Well, I know what you're saying. It's like it's like a common theme anymore, though. Like that's like not with you, just with people in general. But, I mean, I understand it though. Like I I get it. I want extent. I want B tier games. I want C tier games. Yeah, they need to exist for sure. Well, they need yeah. to exist. I wouldn't argue that. It's just me personally. I don't want. I definitely I definitely think this game's worth twenty twenty five thirty bucks. Like as a mm. as a clear your palate as a clear your palate. I I have I've had a lot of fun. I probably played twenty thirty hours. Yeah. I mean, I did a ton of the I did a ton of the maps. It was only like after I've leveled everyone up already that I'm like, okay, I, I'm good now. I can finish this. Yeah. And and the more that you do, the more you level up, it's just the more dangerous you get. You know what I mean? Like it just makes it more fun, kind of. Yeah, I have a good and, question, Josh. What's that? Oh. Well, it, I mean, it matters to rage. Um, you you dropped off Far Cry, pretty quick. Far Cry Five, right? Yeah. What was different with Rage? Uh, I wanted to... Well, the shooting, obviously, I'd say, was far and away different. Like the, really? Oh, absolutely. I, thought, I mean, I think Far Cry has good gunplay. Oh, I, I do too. But it, I think it's completely different. Would you compare Far Cry gunplay to Doom? I mean... Because uh, I wouldn't. Like, with Doom, you have these weird weapons doing crazy things and abilities and jumping around. And, okay, so just because yeah. just Far Cry was like real weapons yeah so like rage, rage has silly silly weird shit okay. yeah yeah okay i think a lot of rage too is like make your own fun like i have all these abilities you can you can really just mow everyone down with a shotgun if you wanted to the shotgun's good enough it doesn't matter but if you yeah you have to experiment with things yeah you i'm a really huge play, proponent of that <laughs> you got to really play with the what they give you and i just think you can get some yeah. fun out of it if they didn't make you look for every stinking chest that you needed i mean your time would be spent going place to place pretty good yeah i will say yeah. that and, they do have a really cool gun that handgun that you can ignite people with i thought that was a pretty yeah, cool weapon. sick you like you sick. shoot you shoot bullets at people but they don't do any damage and then with your alt fire you snap your fingers and whatever you shoot catches on like it explodes that's oh that's fun. fun yeah the rocket launcher is like an automatic rocket launcher it's like the one from uh titanfall crazy mm. just wrecks people it's it, you get like a force push and a big ground pound slam and you get like a void grenade uh, like using all the abilities it gets it gets good and like the, i'm have been surpre- surprised by how tight the vehicle stuff sections are yeah hmm i think you're gonna like borderlands a lot <laughs> i probably will i i yeah. mean because it because it, it it is this yeah, like and it and it has been this, um, just with loot and a just crazy variety the, of guns and upgrading. The loot's done very well, um, and your abilities are cool, and there's different classes and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I think I think you'll be good for for Borderlands. I don't think I'd give it the golf clap, but I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, 
I um I was like excited for Rage and then I, I mean Josh too. was Josh was like really cold on it and like you say you like it AJ but it's not it doesn't actually sound like anything I should put my time towards too like Josh said. Yeah. Even though even though I say I want things like that to exist like I would rather play other stuff. Um I could uh I could just let you borrow it you can see for yourself. I I mean I put it on yeah We'll see. I put it on my wish list. If it's like ten dollars, I would probably just buy it. I it will be so fast. I yeah, it, and it, and it will be, and that's why that's kind of why I held off on it. I honestly think like certain parts of the game they just didn't try. I mean, they knew what they were. They knew what they had. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't feel like they tried to do too much with it. There, yeah, I don't. The, the game's existence, travels, I don't like, understand. Really loose. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they really just had, okay, we got the fun ragdoll, we got the guns feeling good, let's write some story around this. There's a ton of lore that you can go read and explore. Like, it's it's fine. It's it's good lore. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that. I I think the dialogue is good enough. It's just, I don't know. It's a palate cleanser, man. It's just weird, because, like, they, like, they did Mad Max, which is basically same, this game. The same game. Only, only it's in first person. And they didn't. Third person. It sound well. Mad Max was third person. Yeah. They, it sounds like they didn't really change a whole lot, other than maybe they that didn't. I didn't play gameplay. that game either. And um, I don't know. And then they've been doing Just Cause, which has not really evolved, as far as I understand. Um, I don't know. It's weird. The Rage Two existing is just so weird, and I don't know. It probably was just. Let's get something out so we can keep we the have, right to this. We name. have all these assets, and I don't, I don't think I mean I think it's good that it exists. Really, like I'd hmm. I don't know. It's it's done everything that I wanted it to do for sure. Yeah, well that's good. So yeah. Beyond that, I mean, what can I? I don't know. What else can you ask for? Yeah, and yeah. I don't I don't really like we talk about all these other games you guys have played. Observation doesn't sound that crazy to me. Not like something that I would like to play. I a Plague Tale, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you you got to have some popcorn sometimes. You got to have them be them B games. Same with movies. Yeah, I uh yeah totally. I um I almost just want to play Doom again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I'm always against that logic too. Of like, we'll just play this other game, but um. I don't know. Like, if something's gonna chase after that, there's a bar that needs to be reached at this there's point. There's a. I feel there's like. another Doom coming out though. There is, and year. I can't wait. This year, isn't it? Uh, I don't know that it has a date. Did they say this year? I don't know. No date. It'd be nice if it'd be nice if it was this year, but it probably isn't. It might be next gen, actually. Who knows? Um, I did very quickly just play through Doom. By John Romero, he made a he made a mod for the original Doom, and it was awesome. Uh, Sigil, it's free to play. How long did that take? Free, free to download. Um, I streamed all of it, so it probably took three hours total, which is longer than I expected because Doom levels are very short. But it was really hard, uh, and I'm really glad it exists, and it was really cool. And if you happen to have a copy of Doom on PC, you should download it because it's free. You can just go to his website for it and download it. Um, and I highly recommend it. I think it's awesome that he did that. Um, yeah, that that was a real. It was a real quick, like, little reminder of classic Doom is still fucking awesome. 
in in how many years? Twenty five years later. I got some uh, fun Mortal Kombat news, actually. We Are we getting off of what it. we played? I'd still want to talk about stuff. No, we're not. Okay. But I've been playing Mortal Kombat, so it's still what we played. That's true. I've like just, completely abandoned Mortal Kombat. They just announced uh, Shang Tsung. Yeah. He looks cool. But a lot of the conversation we had, a little bit of the conversation we had last time we talked about it was how there was all this negative talk about uh, like employees being overworked and having yeah. PTSD and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, traditionally, uh, DLC for NRS games have been like three weeks post-release. You'll get the character announcements, and before a month is up, you're playing new characters. Yeah. And this game has been... It's been over a month, and we haven't heard anything until they announced Shang Tsung, and he doesn't come out till the middle of June, which makes it two months before we get to play a first character. Uh-huh. And I've heard that... NRS has like eased back on the employees like a whole bunch, so they're not like grinding away. Yeah. The day because they're trying to get on top of their uh, their employees in the workplace, you know. Huh. Talk. That's, so that's interesting to see it actually make a difference in terms. A of lot release. of the a lot of the DLC for that game will probably be a little slower in coming because huh. they're not they're not all hands on deck with. Uh, I just thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit. That is, that, that is interesting, yeah. And uh, that's definitely a hot button issue in the industry right now. So yeah, it, it's cool to see somebody at least addressing that. And I don't know. I mean, Apex is addressing it by not releasing stuff ever. <laughs> they just they just patched, I think, actually. Yeah. I their plan when they released that game though, they said we want we're not going to change this game a lot because we want people to be able to master it. Like, hmm. they said up front, this is not Fortnite. We're not going to be changing this weekly. We want yeah. people to get really good at what we have yeah. before we change it. Like, we want pros at this. It was It's it's meant to be... I mean, like, you think of, like, a fighting game. They don't change it constantly, 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 because that's the same thing. They want the competitive to stay pure. It's just... To stay pure. It's just, like, what Apex... Even, even getting out in front of it and the world that it exists in, like, that's... I don't know. Yeah, you can say that, but... Sorry, Fortnite does exist. <laughs> there, there is an expectation that people have for that kind of service game. I don't it's know it's I fine. Agree. I don't care. I don't think there's anything to agree with. I think that's the reality. I I don't want it either. I don't really care. I'm just saying, like, you know, because people want it, they should do it. No, that somebody else is doing it, and so you have competition, and you're not meeting that competition. That's Maybe. what that's what I'm saying. Sure. Especially when you re release a free-to-play game. If you're if you're intending for people to keep coming back to it for that reason alone, you have to have reason for people to come back to it. There's definitely people that were salty like after that first month of uh Yeah, I mean it fe the player the player base dropped off considerably for that game and I think that's why, you know, because like there was nothing to do. There's, there's nothing there's nothing to do. Like yeah. Yeah. Speaking of free-to-play, though, we should talk a little bit about free-to-play in general because I think it's an interesting uh, concept in, in games. I don't, it's never, I don't know it's I, never going away. I don't know how I feel about it. Like I don't know that I like it even. I I think it's fine. I, got, I think I, it's... I don't know. Go ahead. I, I, I'd rather something exist as free-to-play than not exist at all. 
if somebody wasn't going to give it money, you know? Mm-hmm. I like, think it's a good thing to get a game in people's hands that normally wouldn't try it. Yeah. Otherwise. But I, I just don't, like, the model of free-to-play as a game that I'm playing, I don't know that I like it. I I don't know. I don't really know, because I've played a and decent think, number of them. I don't think I want it to become, like, with the success of some more recent free-to-play games, I don't want it to influence the industry to do more free-to-play. Like in lieu of in lieu of selling, you know what I'm saying? It's been a thing for so long, though. I don't think it has. Like it, this isn't like a new thing. I mean, it's been it's been it's been established for a while. It's it's definitely in more console markets, like at a higher like eye level. Like more people are aware of it and engaging with it on consoles. I think though, like but, with For- Fortnite, though, that's a huge like. I mean, it's the biggest game ever. Like, kind of. Or yeah, the biggest game right now, and that's a free to play model. And you're definitely going to have people jump. I just, it's just free to play. I feel like is at the peak of its influence, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Minecraft's the best selling game of all fucking time, and it's still thirty dollars. You know, like it, it's it, like it can be a really popular game, and it doesn't necessarily mean because it's free to play. And so I don't think just because Fortnite is so popular and it's free to play that it's going to influence that many things because we'll see things fail like do you think th- fortnite th- things would be that fail. popular if it wasn't free to play though uh i don't know PUBG got popular so we don't i don't know you can't i can't really say PUBG was huge and still is big you just don't hear media talk about it anymore but like oh i that, hear media that game released at 30 dollars. it's still 30 dollars, i think um and i don't know i mean fortnite shit they pivoted significantly. I don't think they could have released the Battle Royale at a price, actually, at the time it was launched, because everybody was skeptical of that when it came out. It it looked like it also ran. It did not seem very interesting at all. And it took it took time for it to gain yeah. like to catch on. Um to so, gain a foothold. So yeah, I mean if it if it had a barrier to entry, probably not. But they also they also got on every platform immediately like immediately they they sent they released a mobile version within what five months six that's, months that's part of the free-to-play thing it's accessible accessibility yeah. is definitely a part of that you know what i mean like yeah you can play it no matter what you have you don't have to pay anything for it if i have it want to play it on three different systems i don't have to buy it on three different systems yeah there's just i don't know i just think it's interesting i don't know i i think that the free-to-play games that I've played, there's like definitely stuff in them that I would rather not have to. I don't know, like the past, the battle pass stuff is is cumbersome and. But you don't have to buy it. I know. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't impact you at all. <laughs> it does when they're putting it in my face all the time, and I gotta. They have to do that, though. I mean, can you blame them? No, that's what I mean. That's what free-to-play games are. I, yeah. I just... That is a game design is... I don't know. It, I don't know I how mean, I feel about I know, it. That, I know that, what you're talking about. That's what I said at the start of this. Is that I just... I, I'm, I haven't made my mind up about yeah. how I feel about this as a thing. Like, it's a new thing for me. Yeah. And I am maybe an old man who 
likes traditional buying my games. I don't buy digital either when I don't have to. But yeah, maybe I'm just stuck in my ways and free to play is the future. I don't know. I'm. I just thought it was. I don't want. I don't want every game to be free to play either. But um, let's talk about Dauntless. So free to play. Yeah, and That's and I really it. and I really like it, and I think it's really good, and it's and would I have bought it? No fucking way. Yeah. Like and that so. I love that it's free to play, and I gave them money because not only yeah, did I mean I definitely think it's a good thing to get games in people's hands. Yeah, like not not only is it good, they they also released cross platform, cross account from the jump, and it worked. Accessibility, and it worked. Accessibility. And like that is incredible. That is incredible. Like the it just needs lauded for that. And I would have given them more money. I might give them more money. I'm still playing it. I like playing it. But again, like yeah, it needed to be free to play. I would have never in a million years spent money on that game. Maybe maybe 15 to 20 dollars as an entry point and that's it. And like the complete opposite end of that, Apex I have no interest in giving them money. And, again, would not have bought that, I don't think. Like, it, it, it like I because I was salty at first, so that was a, it had a bad first impression. So that game also needed to be free-to-play, I think. You know, like, it, need, it needed to come out free-to-play in order for people to be like, oh, somebody else can do a Battle Royale and actually, like, make a splash, you know? Well, that, I, I mean, I'm sure Dauntless had the same... Totally. I'm. I, they know. They know what they were making. Yeah. Same like, hurdle to go over. Yeah. With and the type of game that that is. Yeah. Totally. Like you, the Monster Hunter World sold really well and is what like the best Monster Hunter, the sales, best Capcom sales game sales ever. wise or whatever because it was finally somewhat more accessible to the general populace. It was on an actual console. It wasn't on the 3ds or P- PSP or whatever. So, and. It's a good game. Yeah, and it's good. But so is Dauntless. Like, Dauntless is a good game. But could they have convinced people? No. Because there's some random developer out of nowhere that I, as far as I know, I don't know who they are. And they're doing a Monster Hunter-like. It got announced, what, like two years ago? And that was immediately what it was like. It was like, oh, this just looks like Monster Hunter. That series has existed for a million years, why would anybody play this one if they're if you're not already playing Monster Hunter? Oh well, it's free to play. Oh, and it turns out it's actually really competent. Are the free to play things a little annoying? You launch the game once and it says, "Hey, buy the battle pass," and then it never tells you to do it again <laughs> until you play it again. But yeah, so every time you launch the game, but you know. th- why is that? That's not a big deal. I don't I don't think that's a big deal at all. It's like it's one little f- pop I'm just, up. Screen. I'm just correcting what you said is all. I'm not arguing. I, I corrected myself anyway. <laughs> but like it's, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see a problem with it. I also don't want it to be the future. But it's fine too. Like that's, I just I don't guess care. that's that's my only hang up. I guess it's I just not. Don't but it's want... not going to be that. That'll okay. never be okay. the future. If that that's a good thing then. That's yeah. all. That's all. That's the only point I'm making is like I don't want the success of free to play. It's not. It's to, not sustainable. To influence game design so much that all of a sudden now we're all free to play. They're talking about Street Fighter Six being free to play. It's not sustainable though. Like that's why every game can't do that. Like the the industry would die. <laughs> like it it just can't. Like that. That's why the mobile market is what it is. Where people play like a couple games and have been playing the same couple games for years, 
because those games are supported by the first install base and that's it. Like I don't think I don't think every game could ever be free to play. Like a development company couldn't afford to pay people, I don't think, if every game was free to play. So it would just go under. Everybody would go under. You know? I don't know. I think the industry is pushing much more towards games as a service. Well, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely, Definitely. yeah. That that again has been the case for a long time. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's and it's like it's like the it's new only increasing. It's the new phrase it's only of the increasing. Week. Yeah. So we had these these successful models of how to do games as a service, which I think is a really really hard thing to do and there's not a lot of developers that have accomplished that. Yeah. And I don't think it's a crazy thing to think more developers will try that free-to-play model because it's proven to be successful. But it's a huge risk. Like that I don't that's what I mean, it's a huge risk. It's not like this guaranteed thing. So I don't know that many will. And if they do and they succeed, okay, I guess. But like we have examples just, of others I'm that just, did not. <laughs> I'm just scared of the shift. Is all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't like... I mean, here's the thing. You buy a fighting game, and you still have to pay for a lot of cosmetics. Like, in most of them. So, why not just make the game free-to-play in the first place? You know? Like, it's... there The other games that you pay for are still doing that shit. So, it, what's better? It, it's free to get into and actually play the game and get people playing it? And still have cosmetics to buy? If, or if charge an upfront free... price... And still have cosmetics to buy. If making it free hurts the, how the game runs up front, then I would say I'd rather pay for it. What 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 hurts how the game which game runs up front? I'm just saying, like if if they could put more into the game because we're paying for it and make a better, smoother, bigger game that I'm getting out of the package, as opposed to making it free and have some have more bugs because they don't have the money to to do whatever to flesh out whatever systems. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd no. rather have a nicer product to play at first. What was Street Fighter Five at launch then? Oh, it was busted. Right. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. But that's that's just an example. Like that. That doesn't doesn't matter that it launched at a fee or anything. Like it. It didn't solve anything. It actually was a terrible idea. <laughs> they shouldn't have launched it. Like that's no, what I mean. I mean. Like it. There isn't like a. There isn't a good go by there. Like just because they decided to go free to play versus not free to play. Like. We don't know, you know. Ki launched free to play, and I think did pretty well. And it thrived, I think, for for launching free to play. Yeah, like I don't know. I I think it's fine. I I'm not against it. I mean, it it could be. I I don't know anything about this. I really don't, and I will admit that. I just me as the skeptic skeptical person. My experience with free to play games, my experiences with games I played for, I want polished products and. I think I don't know. I yeah, I just I want everybody wants I'm a polished to, product, but I'm like, willing to pay for that if I have to. Is but, what I think. I mean, uh, so like all these other games as a service did not launch polished and you had to buy them up front. Like it just doesn't that doesn't mean anything is all I'm trying to say. You know. Yeah. Destin, yeah Destiny not, 1 was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I'm not arguing. You know. I'm just I want it too. I know what you want, but anyway, to talk about a little bit about Dauntless, I think we should, because I've played a lot of it. You guys don't like it. Um, I won't say I don't like it. I, I think it's I good. Like it. I, I, I like would it. say you don't like it, AJ. <laughs> you complain about it every time we play it. 
Well, let's 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 walk this back a little bit. Yeah. When we talked about Apex, you said it offended you. You were salty about Apex existing. I don't think this is comparable. It's comparable to me how, how I feel about it. Okay. I'm not I'm not salty that Apex exists because there's you, other battle royale games. AJ, you sound like me. Well, sure. It makes sense Maybe to me. I do. It's comparable to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that hurts really bad. It makes it makes uh, sense in my head. I know. I'm just pointing out I'm not the only one that sometimes thinks that way, even though I get shit for it. <laughs> and I, I will admit, I was salty when I, this game released because I looked at it and I said, they copied Monster Hunter. They made it free to play. That's lame. I thought that was lame. I don't know why okay. that's lame, but anyway. Because you, you, I mean, it, it was lame when Fortnite did it to PUBG. But PUBG did I don't it to think another it was. game anyways. We liked Fortnite. I don't <laughs> think that was lame. I think Fortnite is fun. It, it's a good game. I don't, I didn't think that. Hey, I'm not one of those I, people. Hey, and Doom wouldn't exist if it didn't copy Wolfenstein. Like, games copy each other all the time. Well, I mean, it was the same developers. But. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. Games copy each yeah. other. That's the thing. Yeah, I, like, that's, I, I don't like that notion of thinking either, but. I'm admi- I'm admitting to my salt here, okay? I'm not Yeah. I'm not saying I'm valid in my thinking. I'm yeah. not trying to to okay. okay? Yeah. So, that was my initial thought at this game. And I I love Monster Hunter. Like that's my that was my game of the year last year. Yeah. I don't need another monster hunting game. I don't. Okay? So, making me play another one is is going to generate some salt. Making you play it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's basically my only issue with Dauntless is that it's not Monster Hunter. Hmm. I wouldn't even call this so, a Monster Hunting game, anyways. What would you call it? Like an arena slasher. Like, remember we talked about this the other day? There's no hunting. Like, you don't hunt. There's nothing to hunt. You go into a big room and you just fight something. I agree. You're breaking off pieces of the monster in order to craft things. Right, that is I essentially Monster right. Hunter. You are not hunting the monster in Monster Hunter either. You're following scout flies to a point and then you fight it and then it runs yeah, away and you follow the scout flies to it again. You're not really hunting you get a either. Whole, you got a whole toolkit of different things you can use. You trap it. You okay. have to eat. You have to do all this stuff. It's much It's much more... You're, you're making Monster Hunter less complicated than it is no i'm not i know monster hunter is complicated that's not what dauntless is trying to be it's just going for the gameplay of the hunting of the fighting sorry of the fighting fighting, not the hunting dauntless is the monster hunter arena thing that's all it is and the thing and and the thing that i have complained about with monster hunter is all of that shit (laughs) like that that's the shit i don't want to do in monster hunter i think it's cool it's a cool experience like the first probably 20 or 30 hours um, not a hundred hours later. I don't need to do that every time. I don't think it in it enhances the experience fighting a Rathalos the tenth time. I don't need to do all of that again. I think it's kind of pointless. So that that's me. That's my position. That's always been my position on Monster Hunter, even before playing it. So I understand what you mean. It's just I love that something like Dauntless exists. I think that's awesome. Like it. Because it nails the combat. The combat is fun. The combat in Monster Hunter is very fun. It's very fun to learn a weapon in Monster Hunter. It takes a very long time. Yeah, it's a lot deeper. It asks a lot of the player. It asks a lot of your time. But that's what I like about it. It's rewarding. Yes, it's rewarding. I agree. There is 1 million percent room in this world for not that. That does a similar thing. Like that. I agree. 
Like that that's why I think Dauntless is cool is cuz it's not really an also ran to Monster Hunter. It it gets rid of the things that people might not like and then get them into this general idea and maybe they'll check out Monster Hunter now. Do you know you know what I mean? Like it might actually get more people into Monster Hunter, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. It has this no, low barrier to entry, no cost, easy to pick up, right. easy to have fun with, and gives you the general feel of what you're going for in a Monster Hunter game. Okay, I'm looking for something more. I wouldn't have tried Monster Hunter World at all. Now I'm going to go buy it. Like, that. it's nothing but good in my eyes. I, I don't see a problem with it at all. It's not going to impact Monster Hunter. Japanese people don't give a fuck. <laughs> Japanese developers don't give a fuck about anything. They will make what they want to make. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing any of these points that you're making at all. Yeah, I just, just get, I just get I mad. I just get you're, mad you're that, like... You're severely defensive of it. Because it's I, fun. I, because it's fun. And, like, I I kind of hate that you hate on it. Like, it's 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 lame. Like, I wish you didn't hate on it. Like, just don't play it. You know, like it, it can exist. <laughs> I like the social, I like the social gaming. I like playing games with you guys. If that's what we're playing, that's what we're playing. Yeah. I don't hate on it that much. You, I do think. Come on. I come do on. Think, <laughs> come I on. do think that the combat isn't that deep. And it's that not deep. I've experienced all of it already. Other than seeing new monsters, there's nothing more that I can. Yeah. Unless, unless we start unlocking new things with the weapons. I don't think, I don't think the combat's deep either. It does different things though, where you do unlock different things for the weapons. You unlock different abilities for the weapons, which I think is a good idea, actually. Um, cause it does, it does encourage you to spend more time with a certain weapon. And actually, instead of like Monster Hunter where you get proficient in timing with things, this just teaches you, oh, stick with this weapon type if you like playing it. And you'll get rewarded with like a different ability for the weapon. I think that's a cool different way to do it. It's like, um, what am I trying to think of? It's like leveling up weapons in uh, like a Ratchet and Clank, actually, which is yeah. which is one of the best mechanics in like a third person shooter ever. Like that was that was amazing when they introduced that. So. I don't I don't need to keep comparing it to Monster Hunter, but the reason like I'm okay with with repeatedly doing it in Monster Hunter is because the depth is there. I don't necessarily want to repeatedly do the gameplay in in Dauntless just to unlock those things. Hmm. I think I I think I look at the gameplay in Dauntless as a hack and slash where in Devil May Cry or Bayonetta or whatever, it's just fun wailing on things. But but that's and but that's what you do in Dauntless. <laughs> Devil May Cry this most recent one is a good example. They constantly gave you new stuff. The the combat was constantly expanding as you, as you to a point. The game. To a point. Every two missions, you got something new. Okay. You got a you got a new weapon. You got a new ability. Every two missions. Okay. So by the time you finish that game, you're like, oh, I got all this stuff. I can go back. Dauntless gives you everything at, at right at the beginning, and then the, there's nothing else. So what's the difference? I don't understand. You can you can you the game actually spaces out you learning the weapons with their quest structure, which is really smart. I just don't think there's a lot there is what I'm saying. Well, does there need to be? Yeah. If I'm going to keep playing it over and over, then yes. Okay. I'm not going to put 100 hours in Dauntless like I did with Monster Hunter. I think I think that's the thing. Like, I'll probably hit a stopping point with Dauntless and I'll be good. And that's fine, you know? I don't think, I don't think it has to be 
that. <laughs> I guess. Josh, what do you think about Dauntless? I think I'm in a happy medium. I like what it is. What, and I like what an interesting it. critique. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to critique it. I'm just saying I, I like it and I like playing it and I think it's fun. And I don't compare it to Monster Hunter at all. But there are times where I'm thinking, eh, we could be playing Monster Hunter. Not not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've thought that myself too. Um, I just think there's, I could explore more in Monster Hunter and have more enjoyment in that if I put my time there instead of in playing Dauntless. Yeah. that's my that's that's my that's it. That's my only issue. Yeah, it, really. I think um, I think the monster designs are cool. Yeah, it doesn't run very good on my PS4. I'll say that, but it doesn't really matter. It wasn't. I don't know. I I yeah. I mean I, that sucks that it doesn't. I haven't experienced anything on PC, but yeah, I um, I think the matchmaking needs lauded. It's it's it's, it's, it's nice incredible. That you can, we can get right in matchmake, get right into a hunt. That's good. Yeah, it's incredible. I don't, I don't think that they tell you what parts that you need very well. Yeah, like in terms of upgrading, I I like to okay, I, I'm gonna go get this to upgrade this. I think that's kind of really confusing in Dauntless. And the whole upgrade system, you know, I've hunted like 95 of the same guy. I don't know why I can't craft this, this upgraded sword from that guy. It's just, I haven't wrapped my brain around how that works yeah. quite yet. And maybe that's me. Maybe that's on my fault. But I think in the effort to make it streamlined, they might have not presented that information very well in some places is all. Yeah. So It's definitely not stuff- perfect. Some of that stuff is important, I think, when you're like playing, when you're going to put time in. And these games require you to put time into them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, on the complete opposite end, I have like a bunch of different weapons that are all leveled up and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And I haven't like really worried about specific things too much. Like, I didn't run into that issue. Like, if I can't craft a thing, well, I'll use something else, I guess. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's not an issue. It's just, that would be it's more fun when i can i think um is all. again it's 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 impossible to not compare it to monster hunter but like monster hunter monster hunter is rewarding it requires an unbelievable grind to get the things that you want or to like See, or to like level up your stuff or whatever this is the point i'm making though like this game requires the same amount of grind no, it doesn't. the only difference no, the only it difference does not. is you get into matches faster yeah no yes, it does. aj we we are i'm at a point in that game with within its framework of almost seeing all the monsters at this point i've probably not even put thir- not even 30 hours i might be at 25 20 and i'm almost i've almost seen all the content and experienced all the content and and that's actually a good thing, I think. Like, Monster Hunter requires, okay, I want this switch axe that is, like, so deep on the tree that I'm not going to be able to get for so long because I have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And, like, that's fine. And that's good. No, I, that's, en- I enjoyed that's it. That's not how it works, though. What are you talking about? I mean, you don't do that's not how the game works. It gives you quest structures just like the the other one, ju- just like Dauntless does. You don't just repeatedly hunt the same thing over and over and over to get that final axe. That's not how your gameplay experience was. What are you talking about? Not the no, jo- no, no. That's not how that game works. What are you talking about? I'm telling you, I'm talking about when you played the game. It gave you missions. You went through each mission. Yeah. 
you did each mission and you had as you did all these missions, you could upgrade your tree. You didn't go fight the same monster over and over and over you and could, over you and could over not and over again. do that. You could not do that. You you would fight all these different monsters and get all these different materials that usually were not enough to level up your sword. You would have to go back and fight things. And then as the game got deeper and deeper, you absolutely have to refight things that aren't just based on the quest structure. I'm confused about what you mean. I just mean that they, it's not different between the two games. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The way you level up your weapons is the same in both games. Never, never mind. <laughs> We're talking about different things, I think. Anyway, I think Dauntless is worth checking out. And if you like it, you should play Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter is good too. You know the there. best reason to check out Dauntless? It's free. It is free. <laughs> yeah. That was easy. I thought you were going to say something profound. I, was, I think that's pretty profound. I was looping back to the original discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I think more than it being free, the crossplay thing is important. It's amazing. It's incredible. Everybody needs to pay attention to it. I would buy I would buy multiple copies of games if they had just cross save. I would I would have had Man. Monster Hunter on PC forever ago. If if I could yeah. if I could carry my character over, I would have bought it like three times over. If I if we could if we we could carry my copy of or my character from Destiny 2 to PC, I would have actually paid for everything on PC for Destiny after we put so much time into it. Like, pay attention, game devs. Like, holy shit, that needs to be done. And if the reason, if their logic is, and maybe I'm an outlier, but, like, if the logic is, well, we want them to buy it on this specific platform, or, or we want them to buy it again, or whatever, I, I will fucking buy it again. <laughs> I will do that. Just give me the, give me the opportunity when it when I need it, where I have people on different platforms, or I want to see it on a different platform, or whatever, I'll do it. So, yeah, that's huge for player base. Absolutely, just alone, just alone like it's it does nothing but keep a game alive. Nothing yeah. but do that. It just creates even even like how Rocket League first started like dipping its toes into that. You can't you couldn't party up with other platforms, but you're playing against them. So there's always a lot of people playing as opposed to being stuck to one platform. It's, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to sit here and say you need to have this in your games. You need to have this. I don't know what kind of technical difficulties it is. Well, making games that have that, but it, uh, it's definitely dessert. It's definitely something we should push for. That would be. This is so talking out of my ass. If one company can do networking, all companies should be able to do that networking. Like that's not that's not like, like inherent to one kind of developer. That's just like one specific way of programming that virtually everybody should be able to do and they should share it across like that should be like some third party shareware company should spring up that says, We'll do all of the networking for you because that exists anyway. So like Yeah. I did, like for different games, I don't know. I don't know how that would work for like PvP and stuff. I don't know if that would create That's fine. I understand trying to keep like shooters and separate separate yeah. and stuff that's fine fortnite like, fortnite lag. doesn't give a shit but like, or like i don't think they would but but i mean i can understand that logic and i still will always understand that logic but as far as the account or at least giving you the option like having it open and maybe you're playing on console and you don't want to match with pc players you turn it off they sep they separate yeah. those players anyways 
Yeah, I mean, you you can you can toggle that in Street Fighter Five. You can say I don't want to play with PC players. So like, no, I mean like even just in cross stuff, they they uh keyboard people only play with keyboard people and vice versa. Yeah, so it's doable. Thus, everybody should do it. It's so simple. Come on, just press the button. <laughs> anyway, uh, are we? at the end of an episode what do we keep going got more stuff to talk about i got a couple things we can finish up on uh unless you don't want to i don't care we got 20 more minutes or so yeah uh first i want to talk briefly mostly to you guys but everyone else can listen (laughs) Um, okay (laughs) there's this crazy there's this crazy debate going on right now in the Capcom Pro Tour about okay. uh, uh, Daigo, Daigo Morera, who's a legendary player, the most famous Street Fighter player of all time. Probably one of like the bigger esports players in general, I would say. I don't know how... Prob- I don't know how far his celebrity reached. Probably, goes, but... I don't know. I couldn't tell you like a StarCraft player. I don't think so. Who knows? Look him up. Daigo Marrera. Daigo the Beast. D-A-I-G-O. Anyways, he started playing on a hitbox. You know what a hitbox is? It's all the it's all just buttons, right? Yeah, it uses buttons as as uh it's a it's a fight stick, it uses buttons as directionals yeah. instead of an a traditional arcade stick. And so he plays a charge character, he plays Guile, which means he has to hold back and then press forward to do special moves. And you have to time it like that. And you have to hold back for a certain amount of time, charge your special move before you press forward and do it. So since the hitbox has buttons, he can press two buttons at the same time. And the traditional hitbox made by the hitbox company has like a PCB in the in the hitbox that makes it so if you press two buttons like forward and back at the same time, it just cancels your input. Like it doesn't read it as anything. Uh-huh. But there's legal... Uh, PCBs that allow two buttons to be pressed. So Street Fighter has a thing in the game that makes it so you can't block both sides. So like the game's technology stops someone from being like if you'd hold back and forward, you can't block both back and forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it does not have anything to combat this charge stuff. So, Daigo's, like, all about mid-maxing, like, getting everything he can out of his character. So, he's got this hitbox, and he starts, like, realizing he can, like, press two buttons at the same time. He's, like, walking forward while charging back and then throwing sonic booms, which normally you couldn't do with a... So, he got real crazy, and he made this controller, and he started put adding buttons to his hitbox. They were, like, closer so that he could do flash kicks faster, and he could do... And then he went to Capcom and said, hey, I'm going to use this controller. Is this thing legal? So they had to analyze how, if this was fair or not. Yeah. And they came up with, no, it's not fair. Like, you can't have a controller that allows you to press two buttons at the same time. Right. So they banned that controller, which was fine with him because he thought it would get banned anyway. He wasn't trying to cheat or anything like that. But he raised this big debate because PS4 pads have a D-pad, and they have an analog stick. And if you, like, fandangle your hands right, you can hold direction 
on the D-pad and hold a direction on the analog stick. Yeah. So essentially, the standard PlayStation controller has access to this uh, advantage yeah. in the game that they're trying to ban. So now there's this big debate about, like, we, you can't ban the PS4 pad. Like, you can't ban, ban the standard controller. You ban how you and hold the, it. <laughs> the game doesn't have any, like, thing in it, like the blocking back and forth thing that can prevent this. Yeah. So, hitbox controllers are still legal because they don't allow for that. Right. But it's like this big debate right now over whether, I don't know, how how do we fix this mistake? Or is PS4 pads, is that illegal? This is so or, easily solved. Are you serious? Like, is this really that big of a deal? It's. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. If you see somebody holding the controller that way, they're disqualified. I don't know. I mean that it's I don't know. I don't I think that's there's it's like any other rule no, in a sport game in a in a sport game. <laughs> there's no rule against how you hold a controller though. Some people can hold them all different types of ways. But if you're if and you're like, caught doing it that specific way, you're disqualified. Like if you're caught doing that thing by doing that, like yeah, you can't do that. I mean it it's pretty simple. Like if it's not allowed with the hitbox, it's not allowed with the controller. You don't ban the controller, of course. But there's just people watching your hands. I don't know. So the, there's other. The, it's. I don't think it's that black and white. Is all. Why? Like people that play geef, because people use the analogs and the D pads. Like there's no. I, I if mean, you there's, see there's somebody di- walking forward and then doing a charge move, they're obviously doing that. I guess. Like that. That. I mean, you can watch what the character does. I think. Like I. I don't. I don't know. I. I feel like it is that simple, but I don't. It's, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I. I don't know either. And. Definitely it's, can't ban not, the controller. No, um, that's the side well, I'm on. They haven't they haven't banned the technique either because hmm. it's then Daigo should be allowed to do it with his with his stick. It's an interesting. It's well, he's not allowed to use the one with all the different buttons on it. Hmm. Because I guess the argument is that with the buttons, he made it super easy to do that, and it's harder to actually it pull it off on the controller. You actually have to do mechanically. I don't know. I don't know. It's it could be hmm. they could add something to the game to to stop it, or I have no idea what. I don't know what's going to come of that. It's kind of interesting. I think. Yeah. Maybe maybe you don't think it is. I don't. Meh. <laughs> it's it's funny. I mean, it just to me it just sounds like you can't do this. I, we're we're banning that play style or something. Like I don't know. But it might actually be time for something like that to happen in a video game esport. Like. Josh is over here like, what's a charge character? I know what a charge character is. <sighs> yeah. Is there anything uh, else you guys been doing besides playing video games? Is that what you want to do now? Play, playing Arkham? We should end it and do our plug of other non-video game things. Unless there's any other video games you want to talk about. Uh, Briefly, I've been streaming a lot of Hitman at twitch.tv. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, Hitman is uh, fantastic. And um, it is worth playing. I don't need to go into it. Hitman's like old news. But again, I think Hitman 2 kind of came and went just because it was just more of Hitman. But You're just playing the first one? But I have both of them. I bought Hitman 2 and then you can get a thing to incorporate all the features of all the levels, everything from Hitman 1 into Hitman 2, which is really cool. Um, however, 
if you spent all the time leveling all the levels up and leveling up your uh, profile and whatever in Hitman 1, you cannot bring any of that into Hitman 2, which is stupid. And that was a big... So what did you do? I didn't play Hitman 1. I, I only played it briefly when it was like free and stuff. So, so right now you bought Hitman 2 and you're playing all the Hitman 1 levels in Hitman 2. That's what you're Yep, doing. so I'm like leveling up my whole profile under one blanket of Hitman 2. And yeah, so... You're doing it the correct way is what you're I, Well, I waited three years, which is not the correct way, I don't think. That's very punishing to people that supported the first game, but yeah. Um, at least I could be misunderstanding how that integration works, but I swear I heard people complain. I, I swear people are complaining about that, but... Anyway, Hitman's really cool. It's really fun. It's a really unique experience. Um, I don't, again, I don't know that there's really anything I would compare to Hitman. Like, it, it is such a weird thing, especially modern Hitman with how they do all their contracts things and change up gameplay constantly by making minor tweaks. It's really cool. I've, I've streamed a lot of it. I'm going to continue streaming a lot of it, so plug that real quick. I think it's worth checking out. It was free. Hitman 1 was free on PS Plus two months ago, three months ago. So if you grabbed it, it's worth checking out. Um, yeah, Hitman is cool. But how you, how you doing? Uh, you still playing Arkham? So, yeah, uh, I guess we wanted to talk about or try a thing at the end of the, a show where we're not going to talk about video games briefly, just like other things that we're doing in life. Um, anything. Uh, anything. Anything. Anything, anything. I um. What song is that? I think it's a ludicrous song. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Arkham's a good thing. We've talked about Arkham a few times before. Um, I just haven't had time to play it. Um, if Mike is listening to this, Mike is the person I play it with, and his life has been crazy because he bought a house. So we haven't had time to play, but I can't wait to play more of it. Um, board game wise, though, I'm still just playing a lot of Netrunner, which is awesome. Everybody should play Netrunner, even though it's dead. But it's not dead. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you got? I'm going to let you guys do this, because uh, I need to get to sleep. All right, fine. Josh, i got to be up whatever. early for work tomorrow. So do I. i got to get up at 5. Whatever. You just ruined our show. No, <laughs> I didn't. You guys can continue. All right, bye, Josh. Peace. Right, later. Um, how do you want to do this? I don't know. I just thought it would be cool to give a little at the moment in our lives. Um, I've been playing a lot of Arkham 2 with my wife. We've been doing a campaign. We've got like maybe two scenarios left. I really recommend that to anyone who wants to get into campaign style games. It's a lot of fun. It's so cool. It's the it's like a it's like a unique story every time you play it. I can't recommend enough. It is the writing is so sick. Um, I got a couple albums I've been listening to. You want? Sure. Really, just kind of, really, just kind of freeballing this. Yeah, sure. But uh, I don't know, just some stuff that's cool. Uh, you know who Tyler the Creator is? Yeah. He's got a new album called Igor. Okay. It came out maybe like two weeks ago. I've been listening to quite a bit. Uh, it's like he's a rapper, but it's like kind of not a rap album. It has some rap in it but mostly uh he has this weird propensity to copy or not copy but emulate Pharrell Williams who is 
one of his idols. So he's got lots of like NERD sounding songs. I don't know if you're familiar with. I mean, I remember NERD. the the acronym, <laughs> the name. Do you remember the song? Oh, the girl standing in the line for the bathroom. You remember that song? That's actually really good, actually no, I don't. <laughs> okay, anyways, that's an NERD song, nerd. Um. But, yeah, so he tries his best to do his Pharrell Williams, so he has some weird singing that he's got all these people harmonizing with him, and he plays the piano, has all these crazy piano flourishes. Uh, it's like a cool little 40-minute album I think everyone should check out. Hmm. And I've also been randomly listening to uh, the last Tame Impala album. I don't know what that uh, is. Called, called Currents. Do you th- I think that's such a cool name for a band. Tame Impala? Yeah. <laughs> Like this, the concept of that is like amazing. I think. Yeah, a pet, a pet, a, a tame, and, a pet deer, a tame impala. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. But anyway, their most recent album's called Currents. It's probably a year old, maybe more than that. Uh, what is that? Just kind what of, kind of music is that? Uh, indie rock, I would say. Okay. They're definitely like on college radio stations. Um, maybe like electronic. This album has some electronic tones. But I don't know that they're like an electronic band. I don't really know how to categorize them. I'm not a music, uh, I don't know, reviewer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I can't to, imagine uh, doing that. By the way, it always fascinates me because I read a lot of music reviews. The way people can articulate like how something sounds. I mean, I've I've tried to do it for years. I would put lists together, um, but I would keep it really short. Like I, because I yeah, same here. Yeah. I mean, I've done the same thing, but like. I don't know that I could say anything that someone else couldn't can come up with as well. Yeah, but I guess that's kind of why I didn't do my it. life in general. It's kind of why yeah. I didn't do it last year though, too. Like for that exact reason with music, because I don't play an instrument too. So like I, you yeah. lose, you lose, especially you don't with, have any. Mu- I don't have any musical theory to offer to. Yeah, the, so uh, like you lose that ability right away to like deconstruct stuff, especially with like instrument heavy music. So yeah, but yeah, just curious. Um. You got any cool albums you've been banging recently? Yeah. Like quite a bit? Yeah. Um, if anybody ever pays attention to my Twitter account, um, I just, I really only listen to metal for the most part. Um, I love everything if it the mood strikes me, but anything that is loud guitars and drums and typically harsh vocals, but I, I like clean singing too. I am way into metal and especially the underground metal scene. Um, I've been a huge fan for years and years and years. But the first time I heard Metallica, when we were, when I first met AJ, actually, when we first became friends, like that was when I was just really starting to get into the beginnings of metal. And um, it's been a thing with me for years. I've done lists that I would plug on here every year. Um, so if you ever read any of those, you might be like, what the fuck is it? Any of this music? <laughs> um. So anyway, that preamble aside, because I don't know that anybody will recognize these bands, but one is very popular in quotes because they they were there at the beginning of black metal, which is Dark Throne. Um, Dark Throne is one of the oldest, one of the most consistent black metal bands alive. It's two guys. It's always been these two guys. They don't tour. They just make an album whenever they want to, and they do whatever they want to do. And they just released their most recent one. It's called Old Star. Um, They are a fascinating pair of guys. Uh, 
it goes even further than just appreciating the music. They're like, it's not even black metal anymore. I wouldn't really call it that. It's basically just heavy metal with harsh vocals anymore. Um, some punk influences. Uh, but they worship like heavy metal, like 80s heavy metal and stuff like that. And over the years, they've just really started to emulate that. And it's really interesting. I don't think it's anything like you've probably heard. Um, again, they are consistent. They've been doing this for years now. They went away from like the really like harsh, very fast picked like corpse paint style music. That was a long time ago for them. Nowadays, they're just old guys still <laughs> still making heavy metal. And it's really cool. Old Star is very good. Um, I highly recommend it. They're easily one of my favorite bands. Um, definitely give that a shot. If you like any kind of hard music, give it a shot. It's it's like not really it's it's um what's the it's accessible. As weird as that sounds, I think if you hear the vocals, you're like, what are you talking about? But I think Dark Throne is actually pretty accessible for people that wouldn't really be exposed to this stuff. Um yeah. So Dark Throne, old star. Um question. Yeah. Two guys. Mm-hmm. How do they make albums? Do they just record each part and then track it, like multi-track it, or is it just like one guitarist and one? They they definitely have to multi-track. But the the interesting thing is they I don't believe they do bass. I think they're just guitar. I I can't actually picture hearing bass in their music. So a, a you can't hear bass in general. Yes, you can a lot. In yes, you can. In, uh, I have my next can my you? next example has a great bass player. Um. At least bass music. I actually don't know who the player is. We can talk about that in a second. Um, Dark Throne is a guitarist and a drummer. The The drummer uh, also plays guitar. He writes a lot of the music, too. So um, I'm not sure what their recording process is because they don't really talk about it. Um, they, they're, they're, um, they've had some footage of them practicing in the studio... And I sometimes wonder if they just do one take because it because they sound rough like they they'll there will be mistakes in their songs and they won't fix it. And they're all about that because they hate overproduced music. Um, the drummer is crazy about it. He's such an interesting person. Fenris, uh, he does his own radio show, which is a, an amazing way to learn about new bands and stuff. I know who that um, is. He, yeah, he's he's. He, I mean, they're highly, highly influential. Like, if if you have paid attention to anything, there there was. I think I told you to watch that documentary until the light takes us, which is the beginning of Black yeah, Metal. Fenris is like a major character in that, just because he was around during that time. He was not involved in like any of that stuff. That's that's the other really cool thing about Darkthrone. I could talk about Darkthrone forever. Um, I there. It's it's cool knowing the roots how they're how this band is still doing it and they have continuously evolved like they've never sounded the same while also still maintaining their own style uh they've tons of bands emulate them which is cool because it's a unique thing um and i'm actually okay with people with bands doing that so yeah i recommend dark throne all dark throne their whole discography is very good <laughs> and they have a ridiculous amount of albums at this point um to answer your question, I'm not sure. Because when you listen to it, it doesn't really sound multi-tracked, but I just might not really have a good ear for it. 
I wasn't trying to hate on that there was no bass in metal. I just oh, thought yeah. a lot of a lot of it was like three piece band. Stuff. Um, yeah, no, I mean certain bands like, just eschew the bass for sure because they don't need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I that's all I, I was think. Saying. Dark, yeah, I, I think Dark Throne is one of them. I can't picture hearing it, but I just might be wrong. They don't ever talk about it, as far as I understand. But one more. This one I went on longer than I thought I would. Um. One other band I've been listening to, which is incredibly hard to get into, <laughs> uh, which is Death Spell Omega. Um, again, a very weird, unique band. A lot of a lot of bands started trying to ape what they do, which is very eclectic. Uh, there's no real rhythm. There's no chorus. There's no verses. It's kind of just like a movement, I guess, is their albums. Like they just go from one point to the end of the album, and it's all different the whole way through. <laughs> um, they have a good, very, very perceptible bass. Um, it's actually a big part of their music, uh, which is cool. But it's also just like wailing guitars, but also harsh vocals and intense drums. A little too many blast beats, but that is just inherent in metal, unfortunately. So do you think they write their music, or they just go in there and just... Oh, no, they definitely write it. Um... No, so it's not that crazy. I think again, if you're even going to give this any 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 chance, you're probably going to turn it on and be like, "What the fuck? Why would anybody listen to this, especially if you're not into metal at all or even like radio metal in quotes. Like if that's the metal you listen to, you're going to really be confused." But um and that's not I'm not trying to be a hipster or anything. That's just the way it is. Um no, they are definitely written. It's definitely very thought out. It just sounds chaotic. Um, it takes time. Like, I think a lot of I think a lot of extreme metal requires quite a lot of effort on the part of the listener, which I think is why it's not popular. Like, it's 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 why people don't get into it because you can't. A lot of bands you can't just listen to for five minutes and be like, yeah, I like this, you know, like you have to kind of dedicate yourself to it in a way, um, which turns people off and that's fine. But that is definitely what death spell Omega is, um, on purpose, I think. So yeah, that's what, that's the most two, that's actually two very recent albums. They just came out like a week ago. So cool. Yeah. If you ever, that's good. We can, uh... if you ever want metal recommendations, Reach out to me, because I got plenty. <laughs> uh, did you say we got an email, too? Um, Yeah, I guess just to acknowledge it real quick, and also to remind people that um, I do check the email occasionally. I, I'm a little late on this one, but we are we record in a weird time now. Um, Andy, I got your email, and we will follow up with you. But if you would like to f- email us, it's feedback at 2v1 podcast still. Um, because we don't have a new address or a website or anything yet. We probably should just set up a Gmail. But, um, yeah, reach out to us about anything. If you have a question, if you want us to talk about something, our recording times are haphazard, so at some point we might talk about it on an episode. (laughs) Our topics are also elastic as well. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it worked in the past. I mean, when we were in our rhythm of 2v1 we were getting emails we would read them and we would respond to them so um it just might be a longer period of time so 
yeah, feedback at 2v1podcast.com if you want to get in touch with us. I think Twitter is the best way because we both check it and then see it yeah, a lot sure. easier. That's uh, at with punish game. Actually, is it with punish game? I kind of forgot what it was. <laughs> I think it's with punish game. Because um, games cast was too long. There's too many characters. But yeah, I'm at underscore Nick at underscore AJ's at average edge ADJ. Uh, do we need to talk about anything else? No, I'm good. I just want to make sure I give a shout out to my wife. She takes care of me and <laughs> she got the best blog on the internet. Uh, popcornreviews.com. Uh, she did do a Mortal Kombat pie for our Mortal Kombat episode. And I'm not sure if that article has gone up yet, but I didn't plug it in that episode. So I wanted to make sure I did that. I here. didn't know about that. She's got some, <laughs> she's got some other cool stuff. She made Pokemon cookies for when we went to see detective Pikachu and, uh, She's got some cool stuff on there, so check it out. Um, I'm going to go hit up some My Hero Academia Me too. before I go to bed. Me too. That's the, that's the latest uh, jam that I'm on. Yes, yeah, the so, latest uh, anime jam, because JoJo's airing currently. So, How far did you make it with that? I'm, I'm current on it. It's not over yet, no, though? No, there's still like nine episodes of Golden Wind, I think. Um, that's why I didn't start watching it yet. It is excellent. I, I think it is really good. I, I wonder if you're going to feel the same way. Cause I was cold on like diamond and the last one and, and, and stardust. Like they were entertaining, but I don't know. I think, I think this one's legitimately like real strong, um, in all aspects, like animation, style, story, characters. Which one was which? Which one was Diamond and which one was Stardust? Stardust was Jotaro, Jotaro, however. Um, Diamond was the really, like... Josuke. Yeah, and it was the really poppy colors and stuff like that. I thought Diamond was really good. I I mean, I liked uh, it. That's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and that's a fantastic They. Anime. This is easy, actually. Um, it has some swaggy style. I don't know. Have we ever talked about JoJo? On not on the. We did. Not really on the podcast. Um, it's easy to watch now. You can at least get your foot in the door. The first season. Yeah, because it's on the Netflix first. Now. The first and second season are on Netflix. I don't know if like Stardust and stuff is on Netflix, but that first run, that first season of JoJo is hands down one of the best anime. I think. Ever. I think it's so sick and. I've actually heard that people don't like it because it's like really low budget animation. It totally is, but it's I think it's awesome. That first season, Phantom Blood, and then um Battle Tendencies is a little better, the quality. But they're both awesome. Like the stories and characters and all of it is fucking sweet. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Weird technical difficulty at the end here. Um Uh this is the end. This is a long episode and um I don't know when the next one will be. It'll probably be a random game series like this one. Oh, we'll do E3. That's right. E3 is next week as of this recording. This will come out before E3, but we will do an E3 episode shortly after all the announcements of E3, like usual. Um, that That is not changing. So look forward to that very shortly after this episode. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll speak for AJ because of the technical thing. Peace. <laughs>